Ray Parker Jr. Here we go with Ghostbusters. Not Del Toro, because that would mean I'd have to be at Comic-Con this week. I'm Gilmer Del Madrono. Oh, there we go. Which means I'm in a basement all week instead. <laughs> That's right. We're live from Bill's basement here to talk to y'all about <sighs> pop culture detritus. Now the podcast can start. There we go. Yeah, get that uh, started. Yeah, right? now my engine's revving. Uh-huh. This is like a Fury Road when they're spitting gasoline into the engine exhaust. Exactly the this same. This is what me. yeah. Oh, the engine intake, I should Bill, say. Bill, I shall vroom, witness, vroom. huh? Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's been a pretty quiet week for us, but, uh, and a strangely quiet Comic-Con this week. Nothing Just too crazy. Just because nothing totally terrible happened? <laughs> I mean, I guess a lot of cool stuff happened, but it wasn't like, no, there wasn't too much in the way of, like, crazy new announcements. I mean, we'll talk about Comic-Con stuff later in the yeah. Geek News interview, but nothing, like, newsworthy right now where we're like, oh man, did you see that, like, the new guy who's directing the next Star Wars is Dracula. You know, and that's, yeah. that's like earth-shattering. Yeah. No, no one murder suicides on the show floor no. or anything like that, thank no. God. No one's butt got touched. I was really excited because I gotta be proud of my friends for a second. The Isers are bullshit awards, no one gives a shit, but my dear friend Emily won two awards, and my dear friend Shannon won. Literally half the people who were at your wedding reception. <laughs> I, they offered me an Eisner? Uh-huh. For fact, I decided to stay away. Award. I'm really proud that Emily won two Eisners. They won both two Eisners too, not just one Eisner. They I just won love that she spanked Batman Eisners. and Superman. That's pretty good. Uh, they also beat out some of the Periscope people, like Je- Je- Steve Lieber and yeah. Jeff Parker and those guys. Uh, but those guys have won Eisners wasn't, before. Wasn't Lieber up for best humor? Uh, yeah, for Superior Foes of uh, Spider-Man. I didn't think that and he got want by. I thought Lumberjanes won Best Young Adult and Best who, New who Series. Who did Best Humor? I've got the I think it was Coldest. Like a, no, that see. was Collected Humor. I can't remember. I literally was on uh, Friday night. All the categories. Oh, no, no, no. That's what, Oh, no. Okay, okay. Okay, so Steve Lieber did not get beat out by one of the other people we know. But he did lose, too, yeah. Man, have you ever heard of... This This is going to be Geek Week News and Review. We're going to talk about it now. Have you ever read Saga? Because that keeps on winning every year Best Series. Uh, I have not. It's it's one of those series I that, don't know anyone who reads them. They keep well, on winning awards. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Saga is one of those series that your geek friend who doesn't read comics oh. reads. It's one of those. Kind of like Walking Dead to some degree, where it's the comic that people who don't read comics read. Yeah. You know? Or heroes. That Saga. I'll, I'll say this. The people who keep recommending Saga not to say, me... We're not passing oh, no, no, no. people do read Saga. I have Saga. not read it. But the people who are tend to be like geek girls who aren't into comics. And then they look at me and they go, Annie, oh, you like comics. Entertainment Weekly comic loves like. Saga. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, Saga's one of the... And so that seems to be that kind Fiona of Fiona Staples does beautiful work in it. I'm really intrigued by it. I love I love her album, the uh-huh. one with the super long title. Yeah, Isn't Bill. That the same that's Fiona right. Fiona Apple. There are only some of you <laughs> in the world. She's also really good so, on... Entertainment Weekly had to describe to me. I don't even know what Staples... Oh, not Staples. Uh, saga is about. Staples. <laughs> such good copy paper <laughs> my favorite no so i guess saga's about two aliens are trying to like 
raise a child during some kind of intergalactic war? Which uh-huh. sounds like not a bad idea. Yeah. It could be a conglomerate, I'm just saying. No one talks about it in real life, as far as I know. As far as I know, they only send copies to Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, loves Entertainment it. Weekly and, and they, 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 they got a huge voting block on the Eisners. People yeah. who really like Orphan Black. That's it, but don't read you comics. You like Orphan Black? I have a complex <laughs> relationship with Orphan Black. Because it got I really bad? I like it, and it's really a very fraught show, to say that. I was reading something today about how Veep is terrible because it's supposed to be cynical, but it's really naive. And, man, there is literally nothing in the world that you can't write some kind of... You can't find some kind of snotty thing. Where oh, yeah. Like, of course. Oh, you like that thing? Did you know it's secretly bullshit? Well, it's it's funny because it's... Oh, it's the nature it's of the not internet, actually, like, Well, I think that's a commentary on the nature of politics, though. Mm-hmm. Is that the people involved in politics aren't necessarily... It's not like the West Wing, where everyone is intelligent and has a well-formed that's opinion. That's exactly what this article was claiming. It's as naive as the West Wing, even though... It it's a different kind of naivete. It tends to be more cynical. Yeah, exactly. It's a different kind of brief naivete, yeah. Who gives a shit? I don't give it's a shit. It's a fucking rando it's, thing I read on the internet. It's also a comedy. <laughs> it's exactly. Like... It's like Parks... Did you know Parks and Recreation is not an actual simulator Whoa. of small town politics? Veep is fantastic. But Eisner's... Yeah, crazy. We don't have to talk about it now. I just wanted to say it out loud. Man, I'm really proud of the people of I wanted Shannon. to hang out with you at your reception, and I didn't want to get to see you, especially Shannon, because I've yeah. had great dealings with her on the internet. But I saw her in real life. She's just also a cool-looking person. Yeah, Shannon's really great. She got hair. And she, she does looks have cool. hair. Yeah, she looks like her icon on Twitter. But she does. In a good way. Shannon's got a, a firm visual brand. There are a couple people into. who I don't know if they even know who Shannon was, but when she was up on stage, people were like, "Oh, she's so cool. Mm-hmm. She's so cool." And uh, so basically, all the really cool things that that Kaboom has done with um, all its licensed comics, like the really good Adventure Time comics and the really good um, uh, Marceline comics, the really good Being Puppy Cat and Steven Universe. That's all Shannon's doing. Oh, really? She's really she's the editor in charge. What's she gonna get us? Uh, we got to draw some covers for that shit. They hire everyone in the world. Everyone. I don't know anyone who has not done a cover for, like, Adventure Time. Technically, uh-huh. I did one ad for Gumball, and they never got back in touch with me. So I <laughs> can't complain too much. But we got to, like, get out of there. Come on. We draw. I draw. Nope. Nope. Can we not have the Boy Howdy special, like, <laughs> they have the Steven Universe? Yes, uh, they do. Why? Can we like, a special alternate cover? We can uh, pay to have our own Boy Howdy kind of There like, we go. I like this. We can both be Steven hanging like out with this. the Crystal Gems. I, come, come on. We're pretty much real life Steven, except we're Bill. not nearly as nice or innocent. What'd like, you do this week, my friend? Oh, man. So I went to the movies. Well, you went out to the... You just went out for a nice, relaxing Saturday drive, drive with, with my your girl. honey. Yeah. I went to the movies yesterday. I got yeah. to see Neverending Story on the big screen. I went to the oh, Academy, which is like yeah. one of the big close, like second round theaters in town. Yeah. Uh, man, it's funny because the Academy is it's all digital projection yeah. now. Yeah. It's just watching TV. It is. It's straight up watching TV. Because if you sit anywhere near the screen, you can just yeah. see the pixels on everything. Yeah. It's yeah. not terrible, but it's not, you're not watching a, f- a projected film. Yeah. It's yeah. a tangible difference. Right. It is. And so I went to go see the Neverending Story because I'm like, I've never seen the Neverending Story on the big screen. What uh-huh. do you think about the Neverending Story? I've not seen it since I hit puberty. Which, that's fun. Fine. That's because it's not like it's changed or gotten any better or worse. It's the never I ending remember story. Really, it, I remember classifying it in the same category as Return to Oz, which is a, kind of a, creepy, scary. A, yeah, creepy kids movie with practical offense and its effects in at least one scene that was deeply scarring to me. Which one? What was the scarring scene? Uh, in Return to Oz, it's the fucking Wheelers. Yeah. Well, and also, what's her face gets electrocuted, electroshocked. Yes. And shit like that. And, but the Wheelers, the no, Wheelers I know first. No, everyone, it's the Wheelers. Yeah. And, but you can uh, go back and see the Wheelers and kind of dress like like just bellhops. They with, still like, freak 80s you out. Gear on. 
Yeah. yeah. I am well wired with that now. And uh, the fucking uh, horse dying and fucking never ending story. Kids started crying because it was like mostly like people of parents in their 30s and they're mm-hmm. like six year old kids. Mm-hmm. One kid started freaking like, hey, where's the horse? Yeah. They and, don't do shit like that in movies. It wasn't anymore. until actually Bastion started crying because the yeah. horse died. The kid realized what happened. Yeah. Because they're like, daddy, where's the horse? They don't sh- do what? that and, shit like, movies anymore. Ah! And they had to quiet the kid down and stuff. If the Lion but, King were made today, Mufasa would not die. I know. I'm just well, saying. that's the thing. That even like, which to, which to me, the Lion King is not necessarily that old of a film, but yeah. it is like it's 20 like years 20 old years now. Old, yeah, it's a yeah. different generation now. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like, because it's digitally projected and it's essentially just looking at it like a You're pixelated TV screen. Uh, yeah, I was like, I could have just really kind of done this at home because mm-hmm. I sit literally six inches away from my office t- yeah. TV. Yeah. But it was still nice seeing on the big screen yeah. and stuff like that. Still, and again, with the audience, with like little kids. Exactly. Like, yeah. What happened with yeah. the horse? Yeah, that's what you go for. And it's the carnival like, atmosphere. And uh, I saw that, and uh, well, it's just great because it's second run theater, and like each screening was like four dollars. Yeah. Like even like the popcorn and shit. I spent like like it was six dollars to get like a popcorn and a soda. Uh-huh. It cost eight dollars to get the like a small popcorn at like any of the major yeah. theaters. Which, yeah. Eh, that's not the. End. I mean, everyone knows that, but it's right. still yeah. I'm so used to going out that like especially it's if you nice. go see a double feature yeah. and get snacks. Yeah. You're gonna pay like forty bucks between exactly. the two Easily. tickets for the movies and the snacks, if not fifty. Yeah. This is like fifteen dollars altogether. Yeah. I was like, oh, and I'm supporting a, like a nice. Well, this is the same theater where a couple years ago for your thirtieth uh, mm-hmm. birthday you hired out uh, for like three hundred bucks. You could rent a whole theater and you did a mm-hmm. uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and something. Yeah. Good kid. Because yeah, you gave you them just the, take the your Blu-ray. Duty. Yeah. Because yeah, it is like watching TV in a movie theater. That, and for my wife's birthday for thirtieth, we rented it for uh, Death Proof too. Yeah, that's so exactly yeah. Yeah. So it's a cool little theater. And then I saw um, when Marnie was there. Oh, how was it? Have you heard about this? No one else has really heard about this. Unless you're like an animation nerd. Yeah, I mean, I'm an animation nerd. This is the last theatrically released mainline Studio Ghibli movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Came out in Japan last year. Uh, well, it's not guaranteed it's the last because Studio Ghibli is not still not officially closed or right. anything like that. They've never officially came out and said yeah. this is going to be our last movie. But it's been a year, like, this is the last movie they've produced. They've not announced any new movies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. Yeah? Have you have you watched any more recent Miyazaki stuff? Or, not Miyazaki. I hate, I should not equate Miyazaki with Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Have you watched any uh, Studio Ghibli stuff after Ponyo? Because uh... Ponyo was kind of like... I have not seen any Ghibli since well, Ponyo. Because I'll talk about Miyazaki stuff because yeah. I have my Miyazaki prints and stuff on yeah. here. And I know you're like, yeah, that's cool. Ponyo. I, I was never really a big Miyazaki fan. Here's the terrible secret. I almost tweeted about this yesterday and I knew it would get me in trouble. I'm not the world's biggest <laughs> So you can say that on this podcast that no one listens to. I like Studio Ghibli. Yeah, their craft is amazing. That's exactly what I was going to tweet about yesterday, because I appreciate their craftsmanship more than their storytelling or their mm-hmm. characters or anything mm-hmm. like that. Granted, there's always that gap between Western storytelling and Japanese sure. storytelling. It's different. Absolutely. T- tends to be different structures and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But still, yeah. no, I, I never go like, oh man, I want to have a good time. I'm going to put on a Studio Ghibli movie today, because I, I want to have a good, like, I want to, like, it's, it's, it's more of an experience, and I just, like, being an artist, yeah, I liked. I, yeah. I love the craftsmanship, like right. just the quality of the animation, mm-hmm. the beautiful detail of the backgrounds mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, like, I do. The, I mean, they have made some genuine films that I have, do absolutely love. Sure, yeah. But it's funny that I've dealt, even me, I've developed this reputation online because I've done Studio Ghibli fan art and right. prints and that. Like right. that, everyone's like, "Oh, you're just a voracious fan of everything Studio yeah. Ghibli. You can't get enough." And I'm like. Yeah, some of those movies I can kind of just watch and like, yeah, that's the only time I need to see that in my yep. life. I can kind of take or leave a big chunk of Studio Ghibli's yep. output. And it's not like, 
I, anyway, so... Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Like, I, I am a big fan of Totoro, but that's mostly because my sister loves Totoro. Yeah. And so I think of it and think of my sister. And my favorite my favorite Ghibli movie is Ponyo by Leaves. <laughs> but when I say my favorite Ghibli movie is the dubbed version of Ponyo, that I have already put myself on the outs. Oh, and that's the thing, because, like, even with me, like, I can, yeah, can, can kind of take or leave a lot of those movies. And, like... Uh, the the two big directors, the directors at Studio Ghibli, the two uh-huh. big founders, uh, Takahata and Miyazaki, mm-hmm. they put out their last movies a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. They're neither of them very good. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone else is like, oh, I was kind of sad to see, like, I was a little teary-eyed, like, oh, these are the last two movies yeah, of sure. these, new movies of these guys I'll ever see. But I still, I still had, like, the cold detachment to go, yeah. still not very good. It's yeah. still not, and it's not just, you know, like, it's, it's no Totoro, it's no, you know, Spider-Man yeah. and stuff like that. But this movie was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was, uh, so the only other movie uh, that at Studio Ghibli that had been directed by this guy, mm-hmm. I can't remember the dude's name, he did The Secret World of Arietti. Oh, which yeah. Which is based off of the borrowers. It was the borrowers? I think so. About that children's book about the little people. Essentially, right. it's the littles. Right, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. based off also, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. So this guy has only directed two Studio Ghibli movies, and they're both based off of English language books. Right, yeah. Because I don't know, realize when Marnie was there is a semi-famous English oh, children's book written in the either. 60s. Yeah. I, I didn't even know this until I came home and Googled it. Don't Google, don't Google this movie before you go see yeah. <laughs> the movie, because you will get spoiled. Yeah. This movie, not only was it pretty, uh-huh. I should actually talk about what it's about, but it's the first movie in a while where, by the end, I was legitimately like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's not the huge biggest twist or anything in the world, but it is a ghost story. Ah, okay. The movie is about a contemporary Japanese girl mm-hmm. who, um, she's, she's got asthma, mm-hmm. and whenever she gets stressed out, she has asthma attacks and gets all fucked up. Sure. And so her parents decide, okay, well, you get all fucked up living in the big city, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna send you out in the country to live with, like, some friends of the family for mm-hmm. a summer. And mm-hmm. that's what, that, that's what she goes, uh, she goes out and does, and she's living with her cool little, you know, friends of the family and stuff, mm-hmm. and, uh, while running around, uh, this, this, like, out in the woods, out in the countryside with, with, you know, just kind of exploring and stuff, she finds the this kind of old house mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of separated from everything else by kind of like this tideland inland thing mm-hmm. where if you go on you can walk across it during the day it's but Tomas's she finds house. that it's <laughs> Tomas's house yeah she fi- but she finds out the hard way that uh, if you wait if you hang out there too long until dusk mm-hmm. the tide comes in you get cut off from everyone else so she gets stranded right. at this house right. turns out there's this ghost girl living there uh-huh. and she becomes friends with the ghost girl uh-huh. but of course during the day she disappears and right. the house reverts back to being just like an old empty house that no one's lived in for 50 years yeah and so the movie's just about her kind of like hanging out with this girl and it's funny because the main character the main girl she's a contemporary girl she's kind of a tomboy and stuff mm-hmm. and this kind of ghost girl she's hanging out with is like this old like kind of like 19 almost, almost like 19th century kind of like blonde they specifically say she's a western she's from mm-hmm. like england or something like mm-hmm. that she's a western white you know blonde blue-eyed girl mm-hmm. and they do at first i thought it was just about her straight becoming friends with the girl ghost uh-huh. that's getting a little dinky a little bit <laughs> There's one scene where the tomboy gets jealous because her ghost friend mm-hmm. dances with the ghost boy. And she's like, why'd you dance with that boy? <laughs> yeah. She's like, me, me, man. I was like, hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's cool. one of the nice things about this movie is this is... I mean, it's kind of a Studio Ghibli movie. It's about kids and ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's Studio Ghibli's made movies about that kind of stuff before, but in terms of like a slightly lesbianic best friend kind of ghost yeah. story, yeah. 
that's not not that, that that's nothing that like Miyazaki or that other Mm-mm. guy Takahata would have made. So it's kind of oh, nice to see yeah. as the last Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, it's something something kind of new that those guys who yeah. were, like the, the like the big founders of the company wouldn't have done. Yeah, and if Studio Ghibli stuck around for a lot longer, yeah. this guy could have kept on making more movies. I don't know, they'd be kind of slightly lesbian mm-hmm. ghost stories. I hate to say lesbian because like the relationship well, is kind of like there's a kind of young female relationship that has an element of romantic that, jealousy. Yeah, to exists it. in yeah. that Twilight thing where like especially if you have a best friend and that yeah. best friend is kind of like your only friend. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's really like, intense. You're pulling away from me. You love them more than there's me. There's a little bit. Like, yeah. So it's, it's a, I don't want to say like, it's a legend. I don't have that. Like, there's more. They never yeah. kiss or anything like that. Right. But there's a little bit. There's a lot like, of loadedness there. Yeah. And that's, and they're very, the movie handles, it handles that very gently and delicately. Yeah. And it's just a, a very, again, with craftsmanship is super pretty and all the details on the background yeah. paintings are nice and the animation. And the other thing too is nice because most uh, Studio Ghibli movies, most people think Studio Ghibli movies are just uh, Miyazaki movies. Right. Yeah. Because the big I don't ones know what happened. Yeah. Well, not only the big ones are all the big most popular movies have been Miyazaki, but for some reason the whole studio, I guess maybe because Miyazaki's movies have been the most popular that have come out of the studio, mm-hmm. everyone draws their characters to yeah. look like Miyazaki characters. This so it's hard true. to tell what's what. Yeah. And this yeah. one, they still kind of look like Miyazaki characters mm-hmm. a little bit. But everyone is drawing a slightly different style. Because awesome. I was even showing uh, uh, Jojo the trailer last night, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, oh, this is actually the first time I've seen in a while where characters actually don't look like they were drawn yeah, by Miyazaki. Yeah, like 100%. So it is, again, like, last movie, the characters yeah. look a little bit different. Yeah, it's, it's a little still, different kind of story. You know, but so yeah. it's it's just enough that I was like, and, and actually it is a satisfying story, and at the end I was yeah. like, it's a perfect summer movie. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good relationship movie. Yeah. If you're a lady and, and you're kind of queer friendly, you might want to go see it's a ghost story. Yeah. It's kind of Put oh, your, no. but <laughs> it's not bad. I paid four bucks to go see yeah, exactly. him on a Saturday part. afternoon, yeah. and it's like an old English showing in like two theaters in the whole yeah. goddamn country sure. right now. It's I'm sure good. it's on demand pretty soon. If yeah, I was just, I, oh, that's well, awesome. Yeah, I just want to get time. out of the house, and it was just like by accident. You know, I just yeah. wanted, and I, I I did get a little teary eyed at the beginning when the Studio Ghibli logo pops yeah, up. I was like, like this the last, last time, time I'm going to see the Studio Ghibli logo on a new movie in a movie theater, even though it's being shown on big TV essentially. Yeah, still like a little but then the movie actually was good. It wasn't just me being. Wasn't just oh, sentiment. it's the last Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, no, it's it actually could stand on its own two feet. Not that I'm talking about too much. No, it's sure. a slight yeah. little movie. Well, see, that's ultimately my issue with Miyazaki, or not Miyazaki. See, I did it. Yeah. My oh. issue with Ghibli movies is um, their relationship with their characters is they're not really, they're not shy of having characters be just kind of sketches of characters. Yeah. Because their movies are as much about mood and place and tone. And this is still kind of like that, but there's a little bit more just because there's such, such like a strong relationship things. between these two characters. See, that's the thing. I really love relationships and characters and what I am drawn to in storytelling. So that's why all their movies kind of fall flat for me. And that's one of the reasons why I love Ponyo is that it's a gleeful, (laughs) goofy... Children, and like and the kid, the kid, characters are all still like sketchy archetypes but but it's a fun movie and it's though. about Just their the animation relationship and the, like the strong again, this brother kind of like relationship. a relationship thing too yeah. because like it's, it's interesting too because the main character she's sick a lot and she doesn't make a lot of friends she's really mm-hmm. lonely because she's sick yeah. a lot and she doesn't make a lot of friends and so you spend a lot of time with her alone trying to work through why she feels like she's crazy mm-hmm. and so that's kind of nice a little bit it I like this movie better than Set Out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and she doesn't have to have a bunch of little creatures in her head, like, fighting yeah. about stuff. But, like, yeah. it's still a nice little... Yeah. As much of a character piece as, like, you yeah. know, like, a Studio Ghibli movie can be, kind of. Yeah. Bit, so... 
That's still, you know. And she, her, her, the friends of the family that she goes to move out with, they yeah. live with her for the summer. They live in the coolest fucking house. Yeah. Just go see the movie. They have cool I, house. I really, like, Bill, I'm going to rent this movie now. They're, uh, uh, it, that's a funny thing. It's not on DVD or in America. It's not even been announced for a DVD or Blu-ray oh, in the really? States. So if you want to go see it, you're pretty much going to, I even like looked to see if you could torrent it last night. Yeah. You can't even torrent the damn thing. Huh. So it's pretty much movie theaters right now are going to have to wait like a year. Huh. Um, but like I said, it's the Academy for four bucks. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the two people own the house that she stays with are kind of cool like, kind of like a fat dumpy ant lady yeah. and the super tall kind of like hippie guy who just does carpentry and they're both like super cool and relaxed and mm-hmm. it's great because the main character is so used to like having this like mom deal with her who's always like super like stressed yeah, out and freaked yeah. out and they're just like no at, there's at least three points in the movie where the main character girl gets found in the dirt <laughs> where her her essentially her guardians for the summer have to come pick her up <laughs> point to the yell at her and yeah, like, oh, we found you in the dirt last night. Come on in. We had to drag you back in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It's the kind of story where she ends up having to be found face down in the dirt, like, right. on the other side of the island or right. whatever. So, it's just... Oh, that's pretty funny. It's kind of like that laid-back, good summertime viewing. Yeah. Well, while you were being pleasantly surprised by that, I've been really pleasantly surprised by Catastrophe, which is a Amazon Prime original series. And I have to say, this is kind of worth... I've never even heard of this. This is worth getting Prime for. Like, seriously. In addition to everything else. Really? What is it? It's a comedy series that was made in conjunction with ITV. I think with some British television network. If it's not the BBC, it's probably ITV. Yeah. yeah. So it's Rob Delaney, uh, who was a notable Twitter comedian whose who's career started on Twitter. And oh, kind okay. Of exploded. And I can't remember the name of the woman. She's she's a really good actress. Sarah Hodgman, I want to say. Okay. Like but anyway, um, so they play... Uh, it's, she's a teacher in England. He is a Boston-based ad exec and he flies over for business and while he's there meets her and they you know get drunk and wind up having sex and then wind up having you know hanging out and having sex pretty much for the duration of his trip and then he leaves yes 30 30 days later he gets a phone call from her she's pregnant Mm -hmm. and so he decides he's gonna do the right thing flies to the uk and is gonna be there for the baby and it's it sounds like a really kind of a slight premise, but it's so they're so genuinely charming. Like the relationship is so compelling. Even a couple then at that point. They're is not, he just like in the satellite? Is he just a satellite no, around her life now? They're just... basically trying to have a relationship, and they have a palpable chemistry and spark. Mm-hmm. But they don't know each other. But they're living together, and they're becoming part of each other's lives. And their chemistry is so good. So it's so interesting because you get to see this relationship that's starting in this very particular context of this. It's almost backwards where, so, like, now that she's pregnant, they have to start a relationship. Yeah, yeah, and so the odds are so high, but they they do get along and they do genuinely like each other. Yeah. And it's it's about, her, like, and so he's, like, part of her life now and how her f- friends and family react to that. And he's just, like, totally alone because he only has one friend. Well, he just and flew he, like, out there just to do the bag. right thing, but he's, yeah. Exactly, and him trying to find relationships, and it's just really funny and well done. And they, they do this thing with the music where the music is a mixture of strings, banjo and whistling <laughs> it's like this great kind of American sounds like it'd be kind of British fucked up like up. loopy it sounds like it's a little too much and cartoonish but it's actually perfect yeah perfect the, and it's really nicely shot really well cast have you finished like the first season it's only six episodes it okay, very which, much so fits which in makes the sense it's the British TV yeah serious kind of thing exactly yeah. and I will say that the very last episode leans a little too much on some British TV standards like there's a crazy friend who shows up and gets drunk and it's like a little she too Bri- she has a lady chav yes okay, yeah. but uh, it's a little too much like British dopey comedy stuff for me but 
Um, the show is so solid. Like, I can't recommend it highly enough. Cool. And, um, How'd you find out about this? Uh, well, I keep seeing it on Amazon. Keeps pushing it. Cause That's I, right, because you watch cause Amazon a lot. Thing. I don't ever watch yeah, Amazon. Yeah, we, we yeah. get all of our TVs through Amazon Prime now because I can stream it on all my devices. That's right, because you and, divorced um, yourself from all the Apple. Yeah, we're out of the yeah. Apple loop. Man, but I need um, buy Steven Universe on Apple. What finally got me to watch it is Ryan Johnson actually tweeted. He was like, "Hey, this show is actually really funny. Okay, and, you sh- and really well done." And I was like, "Okay, if Ryan Johnson, one of my favorite directors, which I wonder, he's probably caught it because he's been in the UK working on Star Wars stuff, so he probably watched in his hotel room and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty good." The, the premise of it was such where I was like I could miss this yeah. but don't do not because it's really good it's only six half hour is it like a free episode you can try or something like that uh, you have to buy I think it you can watch well if you just trailer. bought it blindly you I mean it's know. also six episodes so it's not like if they how give much one is away, it it's free on Amazon Prime oh it is free oh yeah, Amazon of, Prime it's free did you see that there's going to be Prime Day this week yes I did see Which it the 15th so anyway, day. I highly, I really highly recommend catastrophe. it. Catastrophe. What's also interesting is that it's kind of, uh, I feel like there's something in Catastrophe and also an Obvious Child, which was a movie uh, Jenny Slate did a, a year or two ago. Yeah, I think we talked about that on the podcast. That show yeah. was about a couple who just kind of meet, have sex, and have an abortion, and how that brings them together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting that these shows both show modern parenthood in a compassionate and funny way, and how those that can build relationships even while applying strain to it mm. and how that also alters the orbit of people around you because both those these pieces really are much about your friends and your family and how their view of you changes um how far into the pregnancy do they go the the show if that's she's still the not of the pregnant show. she's still not given birth by the end of the first she's still she's super preggers by the end though, oh yeah like... yeah the last episode okay is so the second wedding. season will probably have to be about her giving birth at some point yeah. or something like that I mean so. the, the show the time not a lot of time passes I mean uh, it's nine months but yeah but, like the show's pretty I could see them picking up literally where it left off and yeah. just going so they get there. married at the end uh, it's the very last Spars. episode yeah Mom. yeah they decide they're gonna get married they're eight in the second episode it's very short there's six half hour episodes like, <laughs> only half hour Hour two, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's I can't. I really recommend. It. Have you heard about the librarians? Is this the spinoff of the librarian? The the TNT. You know about this? Mahar got us watching about this last night. It's cute, kind of terrible, but kind of cute. My my mom is a librarian. If there's any media about librarians, I know of it. If I don't necessarily, did you watch see it. what it? Is? So have you seen any of it? No. It's kind of, it's it's the dude from uh, ER trying to be Doctor Who. Oh, that's why I stopped watching it because I think that guy is. He just dresses like... like the eleventh Doctor in his first scene, and then he's dressed like David Tennant in his second scene because he's got like a two piece suit. And, and uh... anyway, that's neither here. I don't know why I was only talking about the librarians. But, yeah. Did you see that in uh, Lego Dimensions you'll get to play as all the Doctors? Did they say you can play? Because I saw that they showed up at the end. Like yeah, Bill, it's a Which Lego game. You're gonna it's unlock It's just skins. All the... yeah, it's exactly. not like it does anything. They're yeah. all gonna have the exact same powers. Well, does that mean that they're gonna have? Lego minifigures of all the doctors then? Probably There's gotta not. be like a mega set you can get. Probably. Because I mean, the whole point is like Lego Dimensions Lego. is that like you get the physical versions of that stuff too. Well yeah but well they, they they're it's like fucking Mebos or something where it unlocks content. Who wants a Lego of Peter Capaldi? I like Peter Capaldi. <laughs> they are a, a Lego a, a Doctor Who set was approved on Lego Ideas so there is a Doctor Who set coming anyway Yeah didn't they say that's Lego. coming with all the different doctors? Uh, they have not confirmed one or like, the other. They just like Peter Capaldi is more looking like a scared old woman. Like they released the season nine trailer at Comic Con this week, and he just looks like an old lady. He looks like B. Arthur's little sister. <laughs> he looks like he should be on Golden Girls. <laughs> He's got like a little magic coat on stuff. I think he, he looks he, weird. He is He's the Lego out his hair. Figure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. he's the current doctor. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it really is just like kind of like a non-specific uh, minifigure with like gray hair. Yeah, and it just kind of like it's not like I don't some know. some people are easier to minifig than others. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. 
Either of all the doctors who you would want to play with, because he's not like a very fun personality, that <laughs> yeah. doctor. At least you can see David Tennant or even Matt Smith, kind of the goofy doctors being a toy you want to play with. Peter Capaldi just sitting there kind of scowling at everyone. That's not like a fun Lego figure. This is for adult collectors. I mean, but even as an adult, I can say it's you really want a fun doctor. Because Skylanders and Amiibos, I mean, as much as they're Did obviously... Amiibos and Skylanders are going to be able to do, like, cross-do stuff? What? There's some kind of, like, cross-functionality. Oh, wow. Which, if you can get that dimensions, they might as well just start fucking in a daisy chain <laughs> at this point. Come on. But, but you were going to uh, say? Those are all kind of oriented towards children to some degree. But the people really buying the bird dolls because well, what kid is going to be like I'm going to spend $150 you, on that but there are kids who do it dude uh, I guess kids are going to afford iPhones I'm just like yeah that. I'm just saying they're, they're, I, most uh, yeah uh. but it's it's striking because Lego Dimensions they really seem to just transparently be gunning towards the adult market because what Cause kid like cares the... about Shell or Back to the Wizard Future Wizard of Oz I mean Wizard of Oz maybe I, is that still a classic with kids I, I guess maybe from that screening we saw that one time, I would guess. Would you, did I bring you to that? Yeah, no, the kid in the background. Yeah, was saying along with every... It did, like, all the voices and everything. Uh, so but it's a back to the... Anyway. What, kid, what, what, like, 10-year-old kid's going, Back to the Future, yes. Yeah. I hope it's Back to the Future, too, the, not the boy, three. I get a, a portal turret. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, oh well. well anyway, the merchant, oh, there's a fucking licensing for the Lego Dimension stuff. It's so weird. it's really whatever they can find because yeah. it's like DC stuff, but it can't be Marvel. It can't be yeah. this, and it can only be some DC stuff because yeah. like the rights are tied up and uh, just fucking weird, random weird, as weird. hell. Bill, tell me about the Magic Circle. Magic. Have you heard about the Magic Circle? Yeah, we talked about it. No one else is bit. talking about it. Uh, I, well, people on my Twitter are talking about it because it's a it's a game where the whole premise is that it's a game that's been in development hell, and you are a playtester. This is why I couldn't, because even the trailer doesn't really specifically tell you what you're supposed to do. Uh, so it's, yeah, so uh, it's a first-person, like, exploration. It sounds like it's supposed to be kind of like a Skyrim game. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you first start off, uh, you're actually, like, you're playing a game, and you're actually within the environment, this three-dimensional first-person, essentially Skyrim, except all the textures in the world are all, like, temporary hand-drawn. Yeah. Just kind of, like, doodled in the back of a napkin kind of textures. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, the game is being narrated by the game's director, because it's all temporary narration. The idea you're playing playing a game that's just barely being put together yeah and uh the uh the creator of the game is voiced by dr venture from the venture brothers yeah. and he's talking about how even though this is going to be a fantasy game it's all going to be secretly about his parents and his parents divorce mm -hmm. and the magic circle it is the i guess it's supposed to be the magic ring that you're supposed to be like claiming kind of lord of the ring style but in but what it's supposed to be is a metaphor for his dad's wedding ring mm -hmm. or something like kind of crazy shit like that and so anyway the idea is like the whole premise of this game is this whole like over overwrought metaphor yeah, for this yeah. guy's life. Yeah. And, but, while he's narrating this and he's kind of yelling at you as a playtester, he's kind of like yeah. watching you as a playtester yeah. do stuff. He's like, don't do this, do that, do that. Yeah. Uh, there's another person who's kind of responsible for getting the game done. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. telling, well, don't listen to him, just go here and do this. We need you to fix this. Go over and yeah. do that. I don't know much more about the game because I only played the first 10 minutes because uh -huh. there's a free demo on Steam. You can yeah. play it on Mac or PC. Because I got to the first puzzle. Mm -hmm. First puzzle is where you have to like collect these four keys out of uh -huh. these four internet, uh, not international, inter, inter, interdimensional gates. Uh -huh. Put them in a door, mm -hmm. and the door opens, and you continue. Uh -huh. I got the four keys out of the inter, intergalactic gates. Uh -huh. uh, one of them. Oh, I was trying to pick them up because it's also like a first-person game, and I'm not used yeah, to that on sure. on, on, on on a computer because it's all WASD yeah. and 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 and. and uh, and mouse. mouse, so I don't know how to do that. So I accidentally picked up one thing and accidentally kind of kicked the one of the keys off 
because uh, where the door is, mm-hmm. you're on top of this column mm-hmm. in this like bottomless pit. <laughs> yeah. So it's very easy to accidentally kick one of the keys off yep. the thing, and that's what I kicked it off. So it kind of fell off and fell onto a lower ledge. Oh no! And then I was like. What happens? You take one of these keys and just chuck it into the abyss. Because I'm like, this seems like yeah. Because and I, that's what I did. And the key never came back. And I was like, well, this is my story of the. I waited for a while because the point is you're playing a game that's not finished. So I yeah, thought maybe it's that's because be it's so conspicuously because they tell you here are these magic keys you can't get forward without these magic keys, but you're like rolling a tiny platform surrounded by this bottomless abyss. How do you not want to throw one of the keys off just to see what? Because yeah. especially if you're supposed to be playing as like a playtester, yeah, that's kind of what playtesters do. Yeah. And I broke the game, that's and so funny. I tweeted about this like the next morning after I did that kind of thing. Essentially, just retweeting the whole thing, and that yeah. was my experience with the magic key or with the magic circle. The guy who uh, who made the game, yeah, he tweeted me. He's like. You found a bug. That's not supposed to happen. And I was like, really? And he's like, oh, yeah, no. He's like, oh, there's supposed to be something where the, you know, it's supposed to do, the key's supposed to tell, all the keys are supposed to teleport back because, yeah. you know, it's not, that's, yeah, he's like, yeah. well, actually, it's, well, something happened. We'll have to add a timer. So even yeah. if, like, whatever thing is supposed to magically reproduce the key, it'll, it'll yeah. do it automatically no matter what. Yeah. And so I have to go back and replay it. <laughs> Really? Oh, he was just so on Twitter sweet. searching for what people were saying about the magic circle, yeah. so he got in touch with me. And like that is he and we had actually like a back and forth conversation all morning about yeah. it. And these guys seem really cute yeah. and funny. And he's like worried about he's got really worried about this one bug I found. He's like, Yeah, no, I've never seen a playtester do that before. He's like, I'll go buy the whole game now. It's like yeah, fifteen just bucks to, just, just for, for that guy. And I know so yeah, the voice cast, I know it's at least um the actual first time I heard about it was actually Birch talking oh, about because yeah. she's in the game somehow. But yes, I'll, I'll, I'll buy anything with Dr. Venture and well, Ashley It's Birch. such a f- goofy, fun premise, you know. Yeah, who knows that the actual game was good. Mm. I had to get through that first gate. <laughs> the walking around of the burning village at the beginning was fine, you know. Uh, yeah. So who knows? I, I have no idea what the gameplay is beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I broke it. Uh, well, the only game I played this week was I played some of Sunset Overdrive. Like, maybe about a couple of hours of Sunset Overdrive. Did you get the thingy I was talking about where you can no, kind of like... No, no, I did not get the double jump. it takes jump. a couple hours. Yeah, that's what it is. Double jump, yeah. Um, I, I, the game, it's, it's a fascinating game. Kind of because a it's yeah the game I keep comparing it to um, impulsively is Saints Row because it wants to have um, uh, kind of that kind of casual like fourth wall breaking sense of humor yeah to we it. don't give a fuck but We're it doesn't you're playing quite a video game land it like the thing about Saints Row is that Saints Row also just has a pervasive sense of joy in Saints the Row is made by Microsoft. Yeah, it's like that's kind of something. Something there's kind of limiting it from being as carefree and fancy because it is ultimately just a shooter and like with some acrobatic stuff into it. And the the core mechanic is this grinding mechanic where you can like grind like on a skateboard uh, all over the railing in the world. And so the idea is you're always in motion and you're always moving and maneuvering around your foes as they swarm around you. But at the end of the day, it's a zombie shooting game. And I'm just like, and they introduced a new type of zombie, and I was like, no, fuck it, I'm out. And ha- like, big chunks of the game are kind of gated by these events where, like, uh, uh, monsters will attack your base, and you have to protect this base, and that's kind of not interesting, and you have to lay down traps to, like, and yeah. there's, like, the, the leveling up system was really convoluted in terms of, like, how do you have to, like, you get badges, and you have to equip badges I to this and stuff. I was trying to figure that out, I, I could. played that game for 30 fucking hours, and at the end, I was still, like, randomly, like, I hope this does a good thing, because mm. I still couldn't understand what the yeah. hell was, it was just... 
too complicated. Yeah, it was, it was too complicated for its own yeah. good. Yeah. But once you start unlocking some of the creatures, you do get some crazy weapons in that sure. game. Yeah. And once you get some more of the more crazy powers, you can double jump, you get to kind of teleport from place to place and do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Once it really, like, but you have to play it for four or five hours. For yeah, it yeah. To actually get, get good mm-hmm. to where it's actually kind of fun to traverse and kind of fight yeah. stuff. But you're really only fighting stuff. There's some fun characters you can run into the game that, yeah. but you're still just fighting to protect well, see, these people. The character design is appealing and the costuming is all appealing. Yeah. Like, I like I love the. the I love the art design for the game. Yeah. How colorful and poppy it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's really a nice alternative to your usually gray. Because it's kind of like a um, Lisa Frank Punk sort of thing yeah. to it. Where it's all bright colors and, and bold patterns. And uh, there are things like... Um, it, I mean, it's trying very hard to be super punk. But in a corporate way. It's, it's it kind of feels like a Green Juicy Day. Fruit Yeah, Green Day, Juicy Fruit. It's very mid-90s punk. It's like a Capri Sun yeah. ad sort of thing. <laughs> but um, the, uh, the character creator is cute because... I mean, you can only be a a, a ripped person of male or, or female orientation. Yeah, you can't be a fat you person. Can, you well, you can be a super switch. Hulk or you can be tiny. But you can't be a hulking lady or... You can't be? I thought you no, could be. There's a, there's a bigger model, I played as a not. scrawny lady, so it's I like, wasn't really messing with There's like with a scrawny much. lady or a slightly less scrawny lady. And then there's a slender dude and then a big You can't play as a fat person regardless. It's always but skinnier. Beyond that, it's like... It, yeah. it, it is great that you have like... There's really robust skin tones and you can do any gender hair on any uh, oh, body played, type, including the facial hair. Yeah, I played as a bearded lady for the whole game. Yeah, so I did I did choose the huskier model with... Barely. With a beard. And I was like, this, this is almost worth it but and the writing is goofy and they're like really clever like like goofy things like when you die the way you re-enter the world every time is a little random and goofy like it's maybe you get disgorged by a shark or a magic like zombie like uh, a coffin bursts into view or you land in a rocket ship or something like that and the animations are always no more than like just a second or two long so it's never like wasting your time and the animation is really pleasant and like that it's just like one of those things that a lot of people very clearly put a lot of loving effort into just well, you good. are still just randomly running around shooting zombies for thirty yeah, hours. And I just can't at least the zombies are kind of colorful and they're barfing like bright orange soda, so it's not just like zombies. But it's still, just like yeah. That's there it. is one cute thing in it where there's a uh, there are these billboards in the world where you can go and you can watch video updates from the team. Yeah. That are supposed to like get you all like live action video stuff. updates, like yeah, you, essentially YouTube that, videos. Uh, the thing is, is that the game has been out long enough now that you just go there and it's just someone going, "Thanks for playing." Oh really? Pretty much. And then like because I was playing the first week it came out, it was like a new yeah, thing. Now, yeah. Kind of like a, it's it, it feel it's kind of interesting because that kind of imbues the game with a strange kind of melancholy that very clearly this is a way to engage with you're the kind of playing and ghost town yeah fan art and encourage mm. people to do missions and stuff and instead yeah. it's just like because you think they were kind of cute like even if it was only every three months you'd have well, someone only, make a video it's only it's been only, out for a year but I mean it's only as worthwhile as people are paying to keep the lights on and yeah, if nobody's paying to keep the lights on development well, team the, it makes sense that that is really interesting because I was immediately thought of Splatoon because Splatoon has the whole mechanic where people can draw things yeah. and then there are billboards in the game and things like that that's so intriguing because then as long as there is a player base there will be that content that's the thing when, when Splatoon like after oh, the Wii U is going to be dead in a year well, Instead, sure. it's going to have a new console next year. Sure. Coming back to like, Splatoon in a year and a half is going to yeah. be really weird when there's yeah. no one. I mean, also, it's a very multiplayer-focused right. game. That's yeah. pretty much nine-fifths of, nine, nine of it. It is nine-fifths. <laughs> it is nine-fifths. It's two yeah. and a half times that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, but yeah, the fact that there won't be people, there won't be Miiverse drawings all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. Well, there will I didn't be the think about that. That's going to be so it's sad. It's like melancholy to these games oh, that aren't being played no. anymore. I didn't think about Splatoon is so cute. 
Yeah. Hopefully they, have, hopefully they just port Splatoon right over to the NX, the new system, but I didn't think about that yeah, Or they sport Splatoon to Xbox One uh, and PS4. Would you ever buy a new Nintendo system again? I have to admit Splatoon like when it's new, looking at Splatoon. But if you wait a year, you can buy Splatoon for 50 cents at the, at the end of the with day, a new console, we'll with a Wii U. I know, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I buy consoles for games more than anything else. Like, I bought the PS4 first because I knew it would be the Naughty Dog machine, and I'd be able to play whatever games I want on it. See, if I knew I could play with you with Splatoon Online, I would totally help you buy a Splatoon. <laughs> buy, a, buy a Splatoon. Buy a Wii U. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got Donkey Kong. Because I, no. I got no, you. See, I can I let won't. you buy I feel it'll be... I bought a Wii. I know. It exactly. Was the same thing. Went through. That's what I'm saying. I got it's excited tempting. about it. Because it would be fun. Because Splatoon is fun. I it is. You're not going to play a ton of it. That's but, right. Like, I will just go over to your house and play it in 15 minutes. Uh, they, I think they did... Uh, I think in Japan they announced the new Splatfest. Because last time was Cats vs. Dogs. Yeah. I think the new one is like something who gives a shit. Oh, it's roller coasters versus water slides water slides really whoa is there discord in the podcast would you choose roller coasters roller coasters have that thing where it's like uh, water slide, i don't know it's water slide long, you it's are been alone. longer since i've been on a water sl- oh this that's a good point yeah it's like there's like a terror to a water slide because you're all by yourself yeah and like and like especially like an enclosed water slide but man go up on a roller darkness. coaster when you're going up the hill it's like a but I've been on some fucked up roll I think I've been in the world's longest water slide. We're gonna have to get you Wii U in time so we can actually duke it out on the battlefield with Splatoon, which one's better <laughs> yeah, roller we'll coasters. Play it for or minutes and then never play exactly, it again. No, it's uh yeah, but it's uh it's uh, it's just interesting. And the thing is about I'm really grateful I got the Xbox One because I'm excited to play Tomb Raider and um uh Tacoma on a console and you know, whatever else. But it's just oh, whatever that really is whatever else. Yeah. But it's fascinating to um, the the user interface on the th- Xbox One sucks donkey balls compared to the PS4. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the PS4... well, it's because it's all built around the Kinect. Yeah, but even beyond that, like I was like, okay, it's kind of cool that I can watch video while playing a game. I did that for a little while while playing Sunset uh, Overdrive, but it got a little distracting after time. And then I'm like, okay, I took a screenshot. It's... How do I? Share it? Yeah. Couldn't figure there's it out. There's a lot of... Well, there's... It's obviously that they were... Th- they kind of built a basic ground floor yeah. for what that front end was going to be. Yeah. And obviously something they were going to iterate on. Because, like, basic stuff, like, how do you share screenshots and stuff? Yeah. Like, they were obviously going to, like, keep on improving on it. But yeah. then as soon as, like, the backlash happened so quickly yeah. that they had to reverse course on what yeah. they were doing with the Xbox, that all that stuff that they were going to build with the front end had never happened. Yeah. And because they already said like some by the end of the summer they're gonna completely replace the whole front end of the Xbox because they have to because it's like their store is hard to navigate yeah and, and like, like I said it was all built for the idea that like it's supposed connect. to be connect and it would yeah. get better because they would keep on like you know building them from you, and they would yeah. assume everyone would be like they assumed everyone who would own the system would have a connect yeah and like all this stuff because this is before they announced that the connect would be optional and yeah they still don't sell connect separately that is the most doom saying thing about the connect they don't even like it's yep. like it's like the Wii U they like the Nintendo Nintendo still doesn't sell Wii U gamepad separately. So, yeah. Because you know, they figure that so little people have bought the Wii U yeah. that even if it breaks, it's just it's better for them. It's better to just to send in your gamepad and they'll fix it than just yeah. sell you a new one because they know no one's going to buy one. Yeah. So, it's like the same thing with the Kinect where, like, it's not even worth, like, even just having a separate box on the shelf because, like, no, such low interest in that shit. Yeah. And, but, yeah, hopefully the new Kinect. Well, I guess Windows 10 comes out this month and the new True. front is supposed to be based off of Windows 10. I don't know what the hmm. hell Windows 10 is supposed to look like. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be better, but. But like, yeah. fuck out. It's just, it's just, it's just very make it look like I saw at E three some people were predicting they would bring back blades. Because really, <laughs> on the three sixty, yeah, as like some kind of weird optional thing for like old school Xbox fans. 
which I think kind of great. Yeah, blades. I remember the first time I saw Blade and they were going like, wow. This is crazy. Look at all these things. <laughs> I saw, it's funny you should say that when because you go back, when you look at the blades, it's like just oh, your gamer picture, your yeah. score, and like a picture of a taco or something like oh, that. Oh, that was the other thing. So we, like I said, we buy, we use Amazon Prime and we buy most of our video content that we watch on Amazon Prime now and we don't watch it all. And that, we, we've been using, watching on the PS4, but since the Xbox, the Xbox is new, I've been trying to use the Xbox. Yeah. And, uh, they gave me an achievement for watching 10 purchased uh-huh. HD videos. And I'm like, you guys killed the fun of achievements. I don't know it. anyone who cares about achievements because, especially on the Xbox, because they've murdered it. They've killed it. And they can't fix it no. because you've created. So even if they came out today and said, "No, oh, we're going back to the old achievement system. No. You can only get achievements through games and stuff," yeah. there's such a big hole with all that like stupid shit they opened up. Like, yeah. no, guess you've made it worthless. You've, you've painted it. That it was something they like- were giving out special achievements to people who bought the Xbox on day one. If you had an Xbox Live account, you reg- you just went on to Xbox Live with your Xbox One. You got like a 10, 10 yeah. point. That, that right there, yeah. that, even if it was just that, that already kind of tainted it. I remember it. there was a time when I genuinely was gunning for you the You and I have talked about on this podcast yeah. where you were shaming me because I wasn't keeping <laughs> up with you. And I can't even, if you stuck a gun and in I my head. And I remember to this day, the game that I beat your gamer score on was Red Dead Redemption. Is that I what, find, yeah. That was the game. I can't remember what I did, but I finally, game. I finally got over you and she yeah, but you knew so enough, proud. even though it was a stupid number. I can remember it was still that. Thing. Yeah. Oh. It actually meant something. Yeah. Even if it was just, it did what it did where you can kind of I like taunt someone else just because I beat your score. Me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really mean anything like on super hardcore emotional level, but it was still fun. I will say dumb game shit. That yeah. what really killed my achievements was once I beat you. The next person was a friend of mine who was unemployed for six months, and their gamer score tripled in that time. No, else yeah. to do. And I was like, Fuck. that was like, well, I can never do that. <laughs> so never mind, never mind. Oh, anyway, uh, Bill, tell me about Rocket League. Uh, Rocket League, speaking of uh, video game stuff, uh, Rocket League is one of the new games you can get on PS Plus this week, mm-hmm. or this month. Uh, which, yeah, you let your uh, PS Plus uh, subscription last. I can only afford one. It's either Xbox or PlayStation. Did you, did you buy New Year Gold for the Xbox uh, One? I, I did the freebie. In fact, I need to cancel that, actually, and then go back to PS4, because I just I just canceled it. Actually, my credit card uh, got stolen, and so my card... Like, oh, it did? Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> it's never happened to me yet. I oh, think it's because I'm fart. I can't. No, see, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Uh, but uh, um... spoilers: my company name, my no. credit card is a fart works in fish heads. <laughs> um, but uh, so my card, that number was number valid, so they canceled it, and I was like, well, okay, well, I gotta do Xbox Live anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, so Rocket League is just one of the free games you get on um, PS Plus this month on, on, mm-hmm. on PlayStation 4. And it is a soccer game where you're just playing as little remote control cars. Mm-hmm. Which sounds stupid, but it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone's made this uh, same joke that since it's a soccer game with cars, why is it not called Sock Car? <laughs> you know, it just takes the word soccer and yeah. just... Wait, soccer spelled with an A? No, a- it's R- E R. Well, it's not an even thing. You don't even need the hyphen then. It's just Sock Car. Yeah. This is really weird. makes it sound like crazy when you pronounce it. How would you like to go play some soccer? <laughs> it's not like one of the cone heads. Yeah. But it's actually kind of funny that the servers, would, even though this game just... It's actually a brand new game, too, for PS Plus. It's not a game that like came out six months ago mm-hmm. that sold five copies. And I was yeah. like, hey, it's free. Who's yeah. the one to buy it? It's brand new. Yeah. Which... 
Unfortunately, that the servers were down for most of this first week was available. Oh yeah, and, and there is some like multi like uh, like the campaign stuff. Which, yeah, by campaign you're just playing against a computer like right. in this little tournament. Right. But it's almost entirely an online multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah. The servers didn't go on until like two days ago. Yeah, and yeah, at least you can play it now. And it's kind of, just kind of fun. You are just a car that can like hop and jump and kind of like you could swing your butt around to like hit <laughs> nice. the soccer Do ball. And it is a giant soccer ball. Yeah, yeah. And it's cute. You got a little crowd roaring for you, like trying yeah. to like. It's just kind of. I don't know how long it's gonna last but for what it is yeah. like the controls like the cars control really nicely yeah. like they're super nimble and like it's just kind of cute it's i just... have to go cancel my xbox membership because i want to go back to psn so i can play some more dragon age and Inquisition <sighs> multiplayer do it do <sighs> it i will give if i if you don't want to wii i will gift you no a month of ps no plus. we're oh. good we're wait good. how much is ps plus is it still like 50 bucks a year i can't remember no, it's it's like a, it's I can't remember. Cause I still I no, Bill. You bought me a fucking Xbox One. Don't you get that glimmer in your yeah, eye? Yeah, you've lent me money in the past, so so I still owe you. Gumball, uh, the Gumball money. Gumball Tell me about money. Gumball the money. So Gumball. Gumball had a bunch of new episodes last week. The Amazing World of Gumball. I've, yeah. I've, I've ranted about this uh, this 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 cartoon in the past. So I saw this cartoon for the first time. Uh, I came and visited Bill this week. This show looks nuts. Apparently, the, all the character designs are based on various commercial pitches that he failed to make over the last 10 years. So, like, the art direction, there's, like, a unify, unifying eye to it, you can tell. But it's, like, you have, like, 2D animated characters. This is what like, I gotta try to tell people about, yeah. Next to 3D, next to puppetry, next... And, like, there's one character that is human... Ch- you know, they, they, like, you do that thing where you turn up, your hair upside down and you paint, like, you put a little, like, googly eyes <laughs> yeah. on your chin and that's, like, go, hello, my name's... Hello. Yeah. That's a character? <laughs> A live action chin mouth, what? like, and there's a giant T Rex who's one of the students, like, uh-huh. for no, a giant computer generator. It's, it's a whole bunch of crazy. Sh- it's uh, Gumball is just a little cat kid uh-huh. who just goes to school and just has uh-huh. adventures with his like classmates and is his goldfish who somehow magically turned into a sentient being uh-huh. who is now his adopted brother yeah uh and they just go off and have adventures and stuff and just like that's really the whole there's no like you know catch the show other than it's yeah. just like fun and goofy and stuff yeah and so yeah so you liked a little bit that you saw it was it was a good time it is charming it as fuck um but it's mostly just so aesthetically like overwhelmingly satisfying yeah so you have all these different characters from all these different kind of like art genres Genres yeah. in this kind of computer-generated, kind of photorealistic. Uh, yeah. They obviously take tix- uh, photos and textures from the real yeah. world and kind of create like like photorealistic, but still slightly cartoony streets that all these characters from like yeah, exactly papercraft, paper Mario characters, yeah. and, like CG characters, and like hand animated like Flash characters, all, yeah. ki- all kinds of crazy shit like that. Okay. And and like even within the universe, they really don't call attention to the fact no. that everyone's like that's just like they're whatever the, everyone's just designed to fit whatever their personality is. Yeah, sometimes they will kind of call like like they'll like. Someone yell at someone like, shut up, you're stop motion animated. We don't, we don't care about what you say. Or yeah. you know, something like yeah. that. It'll be a joke. But, like, yeah. it's, no, the, the, the energy crazy. in that cartoon is fucking yeah. fantastic. So, this one episode this week was, for some reason, Gumball and his family are approached by a local burger joint at the mall uh-huh. to start in a commercial for the burger joint. They uh-huh. turn it down. Uh-huh. And somehow, I wasn't paying attention because I was working on something else. I was tweeting <laughs> right. or something. like It was yeah. in the background. Yeah. And so I wasn't paying attention. It's something about money. like the, But suddenly, uh, the family, I think, gets cursed because they turned down this contract <laughs> okay. to be in this commercial. And suddenly, they lose all their money. Okay. And not only... They be, they become so broke that their house just magically disappears. <laughs> oh, wow. And... I just don't think anything become become that broke. Everything you own, just like not, not even repossessed. Everything, just, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, they start becoming so broke that their world starts breaking down. <laughs> Jesus. And that they 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 suddenly realize, oh shit, we're we're broke. Maybe we should go go run back to the mall, sign the burger joints contract, so we'll finally be in this goddamn commercial again. Not never really explaining why the burger right. joint wants them so badly to be in this right. commercial. And so uh, after their house disappears, they start running off to the mall. Uh-huh. And as they're running to the mall, they keep on getting more and more broke. Yeah. To the point that like the, the, the fabric of the reality starts breaking down for some reason because they have no money. So their animation starts breaking down. So they stop uh-huh. stop being finished animated characters and starts uh, turning into storyboarded versions of themselves. Oh, seriously? Like we're like little kind of papercraft versions of themselves. Yeah. And meanwhile, while the background starts freaking out because it gets, uh, technically it's a computer generated background with like right. photorealistic uh, right. stuff. But the computer program that runs the background for the show starts glitching out and freaking out because I guess like essentially what ha- what's happening, uh, the, the character have not just become broke up, but the show has started running right, out of money. Right. So the production of the values in the show start draining <laughs> yeah, out. So yeah. yeah, the characters stop being like voiced animated characters, start turning into storyboard characters. Right. Uh, once the money for the storyboards run out, they start turning into little post-it notes in the writer's room. <laughs> and suddenly they become mute. Like, and so the, the rest of the family, they finally get to the mall. They sign the contract, and suddenly they're restored back to their normal anime itself. Yeah. But, like, Gumball, he still, he wants to hold out, because he's like, we're not going to be, like, held hostage yeah. by this burger company. I will, I will stay, like, a little, like, little post-it note, like, terribly drawn, like, <laughs> on the back of a sheet of paper, like, Gumball, who's all just, like, a ballpoint pen drawing. And he just gives this little speech about how, like, he, he says, fine, fuck it, I'll take money, money's great. And then yeah. it ends with them actually being in the commercial. Yeah. I just love the idea that, like, yeah, like, that, like the, this meta thing where, they, like, not only the family runs out, of money but the show runs out of money until the production <laughs> values drops and you get to see the whole animation process of what goes into a gumball episode yeah. but because yeah the show's falling apart yeah so yeah it's just that's adorable and it's funny though it's not yeah. just clever but it's yeah. actually you're watching it going wait are they really because like, it first starts out you're like why is the background freaking out yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought because i was watching on the sling tv on the xbox so yeah. i thought something was wrong with the yeah, xbox it digital, yeah because yeah, it was digital i was like what the hell's happening and then no i was like oh this is actually part of the thing and then yeah the characters start breaking down it's just like Gum- it was called The Money. The Money. Amazing World Sounds of Gumball. Good. Actually, that whole clip is on YouTube. If you just type into YouTube, Gumball, The Money, yeah. that'll pop up. It'll be one of the first things. It's just, it's just, just cute as balls. It's just, oh, yeah. Show. Oh, man. One of, still one of my favorite cartoons on the air. Oh, man. What else? I'm glad you had a good time, Phil. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. Woo! But you can bat before we're through. Mr. I'll make a man. Everybody, we're back. It's time now for the Geek Week in review. Uh, first off, the last half of season three of Hannibal is getting a three-year time jump and will then adapt Red Dragon. Which I don't know because I would they pivot. I've like missed every episode of Hannibal. Oh that man! Ever since it was announced, it was canceled. I keep on forgetting it's on Thursday nights. But uh, you've been keeping up, right? This, la- this most recent episode was pretty ridiculous. Uh, something about the ladies on Hannibal well, here's kind the of thing. get together. Something. So, something? I really have a huge crush on Carolyn Verna. I have thrust this crush on my wife. We've seen a lot of really bad Carolyn Verna movies because yeah. of it. And we're so mad because she, Carolyn Verna, actually suggested because uh, um, uh, Alana Bloom has gone through some extreme trauma and her brain chemistry has basically been rewired. Oh, really? Okay. And um, you because so, you mentioned like she's on a revenge kick now last week. Yeah. Well, one of the big things is like you can expect to think differently. 
But a lot, and, and Brian Fuller have said that she's always been a bisexual character. In fact, that's one of the reasons why she, she says that she um, doesn't really do relationships is because she's so cerebral. Obviously, because she ignores the terrible people around her. But anyway. Um, she's dating uh, Bedelia. Now she's, no, I wish. Oh man, that would have been so much better. But no, she starts plowing uh, the crazy dude's crazy sister. And the sex scene... Margo? Margo. And the sex scene is the most obnoxious art school well, psychedelic... Oh, they actually have a sex scene. It's not even like the kind of like... the worst sex scene. How does it's, Hannibal it's, not do good sex scenes? Because they do Well, everything. I'm sure that other people will say it's a beautiful, artfully crafted sex scene. The whole point is that the scene before that is... Werner? Is that the brother's name? Talk- Verger. Yeah, whatever, whatever the, the fuck. fuck his face. Yeah, the guy who, so- who sounds like a cartoon character. He sounds Rash, like a <laughs> He says to his sister, Hannibal. have you found a replacement this vagina? Is- Seriously, he <laughs> says, do you have a, a replacement vagina to isn't put my he, seed in? Isn't he fucking his sister, Margo, too? Or well, is that the insinuation? There's, some there's kind of a sibling, huge... Weird shit? Well, that's the thing. The whole thing is like, my one regret is that I didn't put my seed in you and we didn't have a nice Verger baby. This is literally the conversation before the sex scene. And then he says, did you, did you find a replacement pussy? And then it cuts to... Is he a commander to go ahead? Is Carolyn Devernos well, just, like, sitting no, in a corner with her legs he's, spread? He's just... He, he says, like, have you found a replacement? Vagina. yet. And so then it cuts to this sex scene between Carolyn Devernos and, and Margot, where it's very clear, like, the lines between them have blurred, both in the sexual way and also in the nature of maybe their identity or something like that. And so the scene what is What those characters fucking the books? Because, like, Atlanta Bloom's supposed to be... I don't know if that's... Uh, anyway, I know I that's not the point of what you're saying, yeah. But the, the whole sex scene is, like, this kaleido- kaleidoscopic, trippy thing with, like, mirrored images. Titties and, all over the place. And, like, no titties. Like, 12 titties? No, no titties. Uh, uh, and like, there's this, like, there's a climax moment where, um, you see her, Margot's face turn into Alana's face. Is it Margot's, is it a recreation of the title screen where instead of like wine being splashed in Hannibal's face, it's pussy juice just. Yes, Bill. So it's Carolyn Deverna. It's squirt. Yeah. You got it. You got she's, it. She's like an ocean spray commercial. Splash. <laughs> no, it is not. And Foley and I were just fuming the whole time. Because there's actually one point where they're they're on the bed kissing each other and they're kneeling on the bed kissing each other. And they're, the business aspects are obscured by this red fog. And Foley and I are just sitting red here going, fog? fuck off! Come on! In a way, are you more upset by the fact that they're just obscuring the business bits because you want to see the business bits? Or is the fact that it's red fog and it's such an artificial yeah. dumb light? Well, it's just like, it's, it felt like an art school psychedelic sort of thing. Wow. Like, it really well, did. Like that episode the show's known to be like super artsy like well made well the thing is is that the show has always been annoyingly uh, uh, aesthetically uh, very pointedly put on and I think this is the first time where it obscured something that I would have been interested in (laughs) so I was mad that's all it was well let's put it this way they better have red fog whenever Hannibal finally face fucks fucking what's his Will Graham Will Graham we'll see how they shoot that scene I'm really do you think that's how he finally handcuffs Hannibal like he's like going down on him, he's like clink. Well, that was gotcha. a joke I made. On that was a joke I made. I think the last season blows was like, it down his dick clearly. hole. <laughs> That's how they plan to kill each other by choking on each other's cocks. Yeah. No, and at the end, I genuinely don't know what happened at the end of last week's Hannibal because it ends with Hannibal being caught. It does. Hannibal's finally caught. Well, they said because like the last. Well, this is more Geek Week news and review. Well, I guess that's what this this thing. Yeah. They, well, wait, did you just read that? I wasn't paying attention. Well, yeah. so I guess Red Dragon is about. It's essentially a, a dry run for uh, uh, Silence, Silence of the Lambs, Lambs because it's about Will Graham trying to find this other killer while Dracula's caught. <laughs> What's his name? I'm already out of his face. Hannibal. 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 Hannibal.
Oh, one time where if you called someone by the name of the show, it would have been accurate. I can't even tell you. I can barely. That show is such You're a fever dream. You're just so out of your own mind. That show is such a fever dream of a show. Have you ever seen the sex scenes in War as, as Blue is the Warmest Color? Because sure. I've seen a lot of lesbians rail against I that. Well, I'm... other lesbians say that is the most realistic stuff. Because it's funny, because you're talking about how beautifully and artfully shot that lesbian. Well, granted, it's a television network te- sex yeah. scene. The only uh, bits of the warm, the uh, warm, blue is the warmest color sex scenes I've seen is a girl with her hand up the other girl's butt, just going like machine gunning with her fist. Not even her fist, but like her open palm. And it's the least romantic kind of thing. But I'm like, I guess you could do that. But the other girl's just like reading a book or like staring at the floor. Because the other girl's just like got. Her hand on her butt. I follow essentially a butt cho- chokehold. Going. Da, 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 da. I follow enough lesbian tumblers who think I would have seen this by now. But I've no. seen it. I sh- I'll forward you the gift no, when Bill, I see it. You really don't have to. Thank <laughs> I, you. If you, if you, Bill, thank you so much. I don't need you to share with me any lesbian erotica. I'm good. Uh, if you get an email from me after the podcast, says, oh, "Hey, God. Bill, uh, hey Annie, I found that butt chokehold." <laughs> At least you'll know what's coming. I'll know just to delete it. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands is getting a 25th anniversary Blu-ray release, complete with heart-shaped cookies. Finally butter. what Annie's been waiting for her whole life. <laughs> you get things I'm going to delete. Have seen Annie, we- Annie Weatherhands? <laughs> <laughs> Annie Butthands. Uh, no, I have never seen Edward Scissorhands. You would Exactly! Think of everything you... You know what? I would go so far as to say as seeing posters and clips from Edward Scissorhands as a youth turned me into what I am today. I want to create an edit, a special edit of Edward Scissorhands that is the cartoon most Muppet Mouth version of you in the the background of every scene. Just scowling at the tweeness. I swear to God, Tim Burton was sent to this earth (laughs) Technically, this is good, Tim Burton. I like the only Tim Burton I've ever liked is Nightmare Before Christmas, ironically. And uh, what the fuck is the movie? Uh, Batman. Pee Wee. Batman. You know the movie about the plane hiding from outer space? Oh, well, that's his best movie. Yeah. That's one everyone. Because it's the least Tim Burton. It's actual drama that just happens to be directed by Tim Burton that has some Tim Burton affectations, but actually has a story, has a script, has actors. Yeah. Which is more than most Tim Burton movies. And it doesn't get run off the road by um, little, like, Birch. Wood like aesthetic. Or some kind of like, yeah, everything's not all stripey and stupid. Yeah. But yeah, Edward Scissorhands is cute that it comes with a heart shaped cookie cutter because Vincent Price holds up a cookie that she has like a heart. It's, you need to see Edward Scissorhands. No. no. It's got Winona no. Ryder. Oh! So this is like, because you know how like we have the old Winona Ryder Spock? Oh, Spock. <laughs> I forgot, yes, yes. Spock. That's how she, yeah. In the Star Trek movie, she's called Spock mom. She's right. like, oh, Spock. <laughs> I forgot the real genesis of her old lady voices in Edward Scissorhands, because that movie's book ended about, like, it's 90-year-old Winona Ryder telling uh-huh. the story to her great-grandchild of uh-huh. Edward Scissorhands. And this is when she was, like, 19, but she's in, like, 90-year-old makeup. Uh-huh. She's like, I want to know a boy named Spock. <laughs> that, that's kind of the genesis of her, like, oh, here's that one. Edward Granted, yeah ask any 19 year old to act like she's 90 mm-hmm. it's gonna sound stupid yeah but like i yeah that's the genesis of like i'm old <laughs> cool. I'm winona see Ryder. when i think of older winona writer um i think of her in uh black swan being crazy she only shows up in two scenes but this is crazy she, yeah. She, yeah yeah that was a crazy. fun movie going i can't to, believe i, t- I treated y'all to that movie turning around and watching other people's faces <laughs> while watching that movie is the best i'm like is it real <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that 
that was a made-for-TV, like, like a lifetime movie. Not just, not just because it's about women. It was so weird, dramatic, except it was, like, Hannibal's version. Exactly. Of Brian Fuller's uh, Hannibal version of, like, a uh, lifetime movie. Uh, that was great. Miyazaki is directing a 10-minute CGI cartoon for the Ghibli Museum. Really? Yeah, so, you know, see, he was, he was bored of... So I guess now that he's retired from filmmaking, mm-hmm. uh, he was just uh, just kind of just in charge of managing the uh, Studio Ghibli Museum. Uh-huh. It's like located like I guess ten blocks. Jimmy and Colin would know about this. It's located like ten blocks away from this from the studio. Mm-hmm. And I guess he got bored. He's like, oh, this is bored. All I have to do is like write checks all day. Yeah, and make sure the grass like, is cut. Exactly. I'm yeah. gonna work. So uh, I don't think they've said what it's gonna be about, but he's gonna make a CGI movie. Who knows what yeah. it's gonna be? Huh. Probably about how young people are stupid and old people are better and smarter and. <laughs> Uh, who and the, the fuck knows? And let me and guess, it's not going to be much it. of a character. It's going to be some kind of like we're I don't know. assholes. He makes. I'm, I'm curious to see what he does because he I'm did curious direct... to see what he does with CGI. Yeah, because like he's... I wonder if the character's going to look this. I wonder if it's just essentially going to be something he could have done in 2D that's just going to be computer generated. I don't know if he's. I don't know who knows. It's going to be a fucking screensaver for ten minutes, or it's just going to abstract toasters. It's just going to be your fucking the guts of Totoro or something kind of weird. Like yeah. Um, he did direct a uh, a sequel to Totoro. Like a, a, he's directed a bunch oh, yeah, of ten the, minutes. The short for, yeah, it's yeah. about the kitten bus. It's about the baby of the cat bus from Totoro. It's it's. Kind of, I want to go How see. How was that. a cat bus pregnant? Was a cat bus a cat bus? <laughs> Although <laughs> How actually, cat bus have sex? the cat bus does have <laughs> testicles. The oh, one or two true. shots you do see. You're right. We've never seen a female cat bus. Oh God! Does it have a big like? Is that Maybe. how people get inside the the, the female cat bus? Is from behind? <sighs> It just meh. yes, Bill, because you get inside the male cat bus or the urethra. <laughs> you ass. Uh, Disney World's not really that great. Gaston accidentally <laughs> killed himself with fireworks. Bill I notes. Have to... Also, Bill notes. <laughs> did you know Disneyland hotels offer bedtime stories and souvenirs delivered to your hotel door? Book your Disney destination getaway with our special coupon. Use coupon code Fat People Talking in a Basement when checking out of your Disney hotel for strange looks from the Disney hotel staff. Act fast. Supplies are limited. Yeah, I want to soften the blow about the news that we're going to start having uh, commercials on this podcast. That's the first one. I don't think we're getting that check. <laughs> they heard us talk about in such glowing terms about Disney. They heard our first two Disney uh, movie commentaries, and then they, they didn't listen to anything else. So they're like, we're going to give you guys, we're not, they're not giving us money. They're just giving us free Mickey Mouse hats. One, just one. Just like, not, we have to share it. But if we have to keep on doing commercials. Oh, boy. But yeah, Gaston blew himself up. Oh, boy. Annie didn't even hear about this until I told you we were. Oh, you were over here a couple yeah. days ago. I was like, yeah. did you hear about the guy in Florida who blew himself up with a firework? And it turned out <laughs> to be... That's a nightmare because he, he put a firework on his head. And yeah, a war. Not just like a sparkler, but one of the big, booming, like, professional... And, I mean, Annie and I were talking about this a couple days ago. I first heard that news. This is even before the whole thing that he was Gaston came out. But, mm-hmm. like, like, I was like, and that's anyone being killed by a firework is usually messy business because mm-hmm. it's usually getting a hand blown off and bleeding mm-hmm. out or being slowly or like burned and they yeah. end up burning like dying like days later in the hospital this guy according to his own brother's testimony just deleted himself from existence because they said they tried to call an ambulance where there's nothing left to resuscitate he essentially just there was nothing left he, just, he, he said there was nothing left of Devin. so his brother God. went from being drunk in the middle of the night going hey guy i got a good idea too he just delete which i think is actually if you're gonna go out 
being drunk and having fun and then suddenly you just cease existing no pain you don't even know what happened you're just gone that's a pretty good way to go out and the yeah, that's the other punchline to this is he was i remember people i saw people freaking out about gaston being dead. i think what it is is the gaston that everyone loves that there was all the viral youtube video videos about i think he worked for disneyland this was the guy in disney world ah uh, so he was gaston i'm sure he was pretty good but that's kind of a punchline because at first everyone's like <gasps> that Gaston, he blew himself up. They're like, oh no, it's the Gaston. No one cares. Okay, that's not so bad. And it turns out actually the good Gaston, I guess he quit Disneyland a couple years ago. So uh, it's not even like, yeah, a thing. But he's, he's, he's now doing escort service for people who <laughs> he want could the Gaston. Be, he experience. could be like, that should be his car. He's like, hey, have you seen YouTube? I wonder if there is a. There's so It seems like there are so few escort services oriented to women, but I wonder if there's, there's a Disney be. Prince. You know what? If Have I, I ever told you about bratting? Have I told you about this? I somehow I got we fully and I were talking about oh we were watching this show called I can't remember what it's called now it's a really bad I'm TV adding show. Adding this to the show notes, uh, whatever bratting. There's is. a there's a uh, uh, there's a uh, Australian Showtime show that was about prostitutes and I was like I forget that prostitution is legal in Australia. Is it? Okay. And this led us to um, looking up. Uh, uh, Australian prostitution services, and I found this one dude named Brad who works at this who works at this at this prostitution service, and they had a picture of his dick on their website, but it was using like all of these Instagram filters that made it look like there was mold growing on his dick. So I couldn't really tell what was going on. Was it and intentional? It was, like, it was an artful like, thing. Yeah, women who want zombie dick. No, 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 no. It was like just like artful. Oh, filters. he just didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, and I don't think he really realized that it would look like he had a mold dick. But the, one of the things that he talked about in the bullet points of the services he could provide, in addition to like you know sensual massage and was all these Disney things. Was, no, no, no. He said forty-five minutes of hard pounding. <laughs> like that was specifically it. Forty-five minutes of hard pounding, which now fully. That is direct to the point. A bratting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when one is fully bratted, one has been. There's no. Yeah, when at you, there could be foreplaying. There's stuff. There's gonna be forty five minutes. There is guaranteed. Where your shit is stretched into bubble yum by he the end of the is, night. Yeah. N- he does not well, have problems with endurance. Presumably. Uh, what would okay? So if you did Disney, well, that's the other thing. I was watching Never Ending Story. I'm like, I forgot how when I was a kid. All the, kid, all the girls wanted to fuck Atreus' brain. <laughs> yeah, Atreus! 12 year old girls be like, Atreus. Everybody's all juicy for Atreus. I want to take my labia and just stretch <laughs> them on your face. I want to drape them around you like a blanket. I want to be. I want to make up my pussy into a slanket. <laughs> You've got a love dragon, I want to be a fuck dragon. <laughs> Um, that was like that could be like yeah if man oh man if you were if you were the right kind of stripper yeah. I wonder what the top three things if you were to like cater to like like yeah it'd probably be would it be Gaston would be on there I, I probably when you think of like dudes of of, of Disney I guess princes, it depends who you are and what your personality is if you want to look at like the most marketable Disney princess probably Aladdin. Uh, probably Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, what would you do? Would you pay yourself? Even non-furries would have fuck Robin Hood. And, uh, who'd be, the, who'd be the third hottest Disney prince of all time? Boy. Readers, write in. <laughs> okay, dead serious. Do it anonymously if you, wa- if if you want to. If y'all have any questions about male, uh, if you find any <laughs> websites for male prostitutes, let me know, because the ones I found have been amazing. There was one that was, like, all about, like, the prince experience. It was all very, like, oh, I will treat you like my princess. Anyway, and, uh, please don't email me these things. I check my email at work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, if, uh, which Disney princes, if you, and this is not your personal taste, 
just overall it's gotta the most be disney princess i mean imagine assuming a guy can magically Hercules? get perfect cosplay because if, if it's just if it's a fat guy at home ch- well, of course painting not. himself orange to look like robin hood of course not. but you're talking about like i would imagine it's gotta be aladdin beast beast probably yeah beast Hercules, you think? Why well, he would be the most stripper friendly because he's just a big muscle guy with like. Yeah. Uh, just because Hercules is a dope in the movie's not very good doesn't yeah. mean he's not attractive. Yeah. Um. Because uh, what? Like, what would the top three be like if, if you had to get a prostitute for like a lady dress? Like, you'd probably pro- what would probably be like? Oh, I don't give a shit. Like, I feel like male Bill just go online hot. Disney yeah, character. That's a good point. I feel like. See, this is my thing. I'm not interested in that because it is well, such no, a well traveled bad territory. Disney movies where you could still like rescuers down uh, under. The, black you want a, the white mouse. <laughs> I'm saying like this is. I'm talking about the female gaze. This is what I am interested in. Uh, who's the fish from a Little Mermaid? <laughs> Flounder. I'm gonna read the next. I want to be now. fucked by flounder. Uh, no, it'd have to be Aladdin, uh, uh, Beast, and. Maybe Gaston? I mean, yeah, yeah, I got two guys dressed like Beast and Gaston. They could fight over you. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, man. See, I can't think who's the most... We're talking about actual animal beasts, too. Not, uh, oh, I not man beasts. I can't imagine anyone wants to I go after... I saw this great series of animated gifts the other day that were in the transformation sequence of, of him turning back into his a man. face turned and around and he's just, all like... And it was just like going... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Anyway, okay. Uh, oh, new Ghostbusters... Excuse me, new Ghostbusters squad I like pick. Ghostbusters. Also, Omar's coming to Ghostbusters. No, it's Bill. I didn't uh, know he was going to be in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I don't know where he's gonna play, but he could... Omar being from the wire, the yeah. was it Michael Cable? He's one of the best. The dude with the scar. He's such a cool guy. I want to see even more things. Well, they've <laughs> already filled the secretary role. I love that Channing Tatum is the receptionist. That's the greatest. No, thing it's in the world. Thor. Oh, it is. Excuse me, it's Chris Hemsworth. Because Channing Tatum, Tatum was supposed to be leading the male one, that's male r- Ghostbusters that's what I'm movie. Well, it was rumored to be that like he would that's be involved. That has been shut down. Ghostbusters, what do you, did you, so you saw, I saw the picture, I admit, I've been like, okay, Lady Ghostbusters is pretty good, but that picture was so good, and I was like, this mix of people are people I want to see in a movie, I they got so excited, they look like a bunch of galoots, they're great, that's all you need to be exactly. Ghostbusters, exactly, I'm yeah. so, I got, I went from zero to excited, because I didn't realize the black lady's like 12 feet She's tall, great. she looks, and their hair, are all of their hair and, well, great. that's what some people, did you see the guys online, Pouting about Dick the fact, it, like, that, no, they over. weren't smiling. I did see that, and yeah. then everyone was like, "Have you seen Ghost Like that? Yeah. It's not like the original Ghost Rangers." Were like, <laughs> yeah, thumbs up, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and like, no, they're all just hanging. They're fucking tired. They're Ghostbusters. They work yeah. all day. What the fuck yeah. are you complaining about? Yeah. But yeah, I did. It's funny that Kirsten Wig, which is what you think would be the goofy one, she's just like she got like a brown Kristen wig on. Wig she's is just a like, really good okay. straight man. Is the thing you think? Yeah, I don't know much about her. She's a really good straight man. Um, but uh, anyway, no, it's like it looks. Everyone in the world's gonna be cosplaying as the one with the, the Egon one with the, like the tall hair. The blonde chick with the glasses and the, be and the fingerless gloves. For Christmas now because I could be Melissa McCarthy as a Ghostbuster. I don't like their they they have red and white stripes on their boots. <laughs> oh, Bill! As a huge Ghostbuster, is that if that's the yeah, only thing I, I could legitimately yeah. complain about is hey, Paul Fig, I'll, I'll give you five dollars if you just CGI the stripes on their boots out. <gasps> But I'm sorry, I just looked at the next note on the Geek Week interview. The official Hateful Eight poster was released. It looks beautiful. What's the tagline on it? Oh my god. Yeah. No one comes up here without a damn good reason. Um, yeah. Fuck. It looked good. Holy it's, uh, shit. Isn't it just a, like a, a wagon train just heading up the mountain to the to the lodge that the movie takes place I have not been in? trying to read too much about it because I just want to go into it with fresh eyes. 
Um, it is about you know on Sesame Street they have those numbers with the, <laughs> yes. with the like the ones with eyes that like do stuff. Uh, this is about the first eight of them. <laughs> I like that killing each other. <laughs> You're right. The text in the this woods. to my wife immediately. Oh uh, yeah, no, hateful eight. Uh, it's supposed to be just about a bunch of a. Uh... I just said I don't want to know because I'm trying not to go in about it. I'm trying not to know anything about it. You know, do you, so you don't even know the basic I, I know that it, they are all stuck in this cabin in the woods. Well, that's what I was going to say. They're stuck at, like, a hunting lodge in yeah. Wyoming over the course of, like... So it I don't know if it takes, like, a whole winter or something like that. They get snowed shot in. shot in, like, 77 millimeter, but that's it all takes place in a cabin? Well, that's what, like, Quentin Tarantino was talking about, because he's like, well, the, st- the stereotype is that you only use huge film formats if you're, like, yeah. doing grand like vistas, vistas of outside yeah. stuff. And he was like, no, you if you take that shit and, like, film indoors, it creates yeah. such a big, intimate, like, yeah. Well, see, that's brilliant. If you have a big enough interior environment, because they're yeah. in a big hunting lodge, it's yeah. not like a tiny cabin. Like, like close-ups and stuff, they like yeah. just become bonkers. And you point out, like movies, like it's a mad, mad world and stuff. Have been yeah. shot in the same thing that aren't necessarily big grand vista moments, mm-hmm. but like just the way it's shot can, like, if you use it correctly, you can do a kind of crazy, intimate things with I'm it. I'm really curious about and, it. And well, then the other thing is, he announced uh, Enya Morricone's going to do a custom soundtrack for the whole film, which is fascinating because he had nothing but shit to say about you like, know after the la- after yeah. fucking. Uh, Whatever the fuck. He the was the movie. one telling Quentin Tarantino's like, hey, you know that Gaston blew himself up? Why don't you do the same goddamn thing? Yeah. Because Quentin Tarantino was just taking random scores of uh, uh, chunks of his scores from other movies and dropping them into. It was specifically Django Unchained, I yeah. think. And he was like, and even Morricone is like, he doesn't have any respect for the material. He's just dropping music on a random scenes without like looking at what that music's supposed to be doing yeah. and stuff. So it's interesting. I don't know what the hell conversation they must have had for yeah, him to come seriously. around and say, he'd be like, He's I'm scoring the whole next movie. Check. That's. <laughs> Yeah. This is the thing, though. I am so excited about this movie. This poster, please put it on the Game Queen interview. That is one of the most beautiful movie posters I have ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. That is so atmospheric and gorgeous. I am buying that poster and putting it in my home. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino's got good uh, poster sense. God, that I keep forgetting. It's a Tarantino movie. Did you hear that most of the movies uh, sped up, though? Just as an experiment? It's going to be a kind of squeaky voice. (laughs) Not like super fast, but like. (laughs) It's his tribute to the chipmunks. No, it's like, the thing is, is that I really like Tarantino as a filmmaker, and I think he has a really keen visual eye, but at the end of the day, every Tarantino movie is so, even the best Tarantino movies are so loaded down by the fact that they're Tarantino movies. Yeah. Like, well, except for, like, the last couple movies he's been doing that have been I, period I, things. I, I, I just saw Django. still got the Tarantino style. Like, Django was just, I thought the weakest part of Django was the Tarantino-ness. Like, at least it wasn't loaded with, like, literal pop culture references. But it's still affectations, like weird twists and turns on the story. I think Tarantino shows up for, like, 15 minutes, oh, no man, reason the worst thing at part the end of, of that the movie. movie. <laughs> I still want a special cut of that movie that takes that out. That the movie ends and then has, like, an epilogue. And then the actual ending, that, that last couple of shots of that movie, are so emotionally satisfying that doesn't it barely counts. Yeah. The costuming of this last the the two of them riding off to the sunset are some of my favorite costumes. She's got cool blouse. Her she looks so beautiful on that horse with that that blouse and that skirt. Yeah. Like just the most I mean it gives me goosebumps to think about it. But that movie is so I just I, love her with her fingers in her ears. Yeah. Just like waiting for like she's so happy like, to watch blow everything up and is just like so good. That I watched kind of forget how I watched that with Dylan right after the Charleston shootings. It was such a nice cathartic yeah. just yeah, like black yeah. vengeance thing where it's a couple of white people sitting in a basement like watching yeah. a black ven- vengeance yeah. fantasy. But it was still just like 
Fuck yeah. I do like, I, I um, do, you know, people don't do cathartic revenge movies anymore. Tarantino, like, does Tarantino good, owns though. it. Yeah, um, I mean, like, Inglorious Bastards, like, just shooting the fuck out of Hitler is the most excessive turning thing. Turning his face in a hamburger and it goes so on for, like, it's not satisfying. just a single shot, but, like, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, it should be, he, Tarantino turns me into the most gruesome, bloodthirsty ape. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, too, because this is, I'm sure there's some kind of vengeance. I eight people in a log cabin. I'm sure someone's got a grudge against someone else. Someone's going to blow each other away. But uh, I like the fact that this is, like, not a revenge fantasy. It's yeah, just, well, like, some kind of random, like... It's interesting to have like, it be a quiet and kind of thing. I forget who's all supposed to be in this movie. It's going to be, like... Uh, Zoe Bell's in it. That's all I need. Yeah, it's, just, it's <laughs> Zoe Bell, Kurt Russell, Samuel Jackson, a lot of the, the, the people he's, you'd he's expect. Um, but the thing I'm actually most interested in about this movie, one of the stars is uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Who no one really gives a shit oh, out about. Yeah. Uh, part of the it. reason is like again, I was I've been freaking out about Fast Times in Richmond High a couple episodes ago. But man, I really she's one of my favorite actresses because she was great in Fast Times in Richmond High, even though she was like eighteen in that movie. She's yeah. playing this like teenager who I have the blue, I should lend it to you sometimes. She's great. She's in fucking Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, she's so Just good. for the Hudsucker Hud Proxy. Bill, you, I think it's safe to say that it is hard for someone to be so perfectly formed that you and I will simultaneously get a raging erection for them like her in the Hudsucker she's Proxy. She's fucking fantastic. Oh, she's so Just good. that alone, and she's playing like some kind of old prostitute who's like yeah. being like so, something because she's in this movie. She's in a Quentin Tarantino movie yeah. and she's good at like not giving a fuck, but yeah. she doesn't want to be in a movie. I, I just fucking oh yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's someone who sh I'm kind of, it, I'm kind of surprised had not been in a Quentin Tarantino movie until yeah. now. Yeah, and I don't know she could, she'll she'll be the fucking barmaid for ten <laughs> seconds or something like that. But like I'm yeah. very curious um, about this movie because this is kind of, this could be Tarantino playing to his strengths because it's a period piece so you can't get to all that pop culture shit. Like it's really just characters and dialogue. Which, I think it's you know, kind of to be one of the movies that we both go kind of go. Eh, yeah. it was cool. See, that's the thing. Yeah, right? like, just because I'm we're so, anticipating enough. Yeah. I, my my taste is so my thirst is so slaked for this movie. I'm mm -hmm. just like, is slaked? Doesn't that mean relieving your thirst? Did I say? No, that? yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah my thirst slaked is, is a really good way of saying I've been quenched. <laughs> okay, yes, there we go. That's wrong then. I my, I feel so slaked. Sl from this movie, I'll say that. Uh, oh man, we gotta we gotta keep our eyes open for tickets at the Hollywood for that thing. Man, seriously, because I want to go see that in seventy millimeter. Oh, I'm really excited, and this time next week I will have seen Vertigo in seventy millimeter at Hollywood. I'm really? really excited about that. That happens next weekend. Do it. It's gonna be really. Then good. go see Marnie's there afterwards. That's it's like right. almost the same thing. Uh, um, I'm going to say this name wrong. Iji Suburaya. Google Doodle? Yeah, close enough. Uh, that's the guy. I'm Not that I'm an expert in pronouncing the guy's name. Yeah, uh, the, this is the guy who... Did you see the Google Doodle, Doodle this week for no. him? Uh, he's the guy who uh, essentially invented all the monster costumes for all the Godzilla movies. Mm. He's the guy who essentially created Godzilla in terms of like making the yeah. costume and stuff. And I knew he had done that, and I knew he had made Ultraman. Uh, but I have a book oh, about him. Oh, I heard him. about the Ultraman. He's essentially the guy who like, like, literally invented like the kind of man-in-suit genre yeah. of dumb 60s pop culture bullshit yeah. in Japan. And he also, uh, I didn't realize he created the suit for Busca. Busca is a Japanese kids show from the mid-1960s about this 10-year-old genius uh, boy scientist who I, I think he accidentally invents, creates Busca. Okay. Busca's this dude in a suit. He's not supposed to be giant like Godzilla or anything like that. Who just like runs around, has adventures, and like eats everyone's ramen. Uh -huh. It's a kid show, but it's super cute. But it has the best fucking theme song in the world. Yeah. Oh my god, the Busca theme is like one. Oh my fucking god, it is 
yeah. Anyway, uh, so anyway, this guy who created all this stuff, uh-huh. uh, Google had a doodle from. I guess it would maybe would have been like his hundredth birthday or something this week. Uh, it's funny because I saw the Google Doodle. And I didn't actually check to see why they had a Google Doodle for this guy. But uh-huh. the Google Doodle was um, a bunch of. If you clicked on through it, it was a bunch of mini games where you have to help this guy make a, like a Godzilla movie. Huh. And so the first mini game is you have to help a man go into a Godzilla. Well, not exactly a Godzilla suit, but some kind of monster suit. If you don't do it uh-huh. quickly enough, like just like like hit a button or like swipe on the screen or something like that. Uh, if you don't do it quickly enough, he doesn't he doesn't get his head on in time. Yeah, this is basically like uh fucking what was the mini game? Like game? WarioWare kind Warrior of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you have to do like half a dozen of these little mini games like it's kind of approximating what you do if you're a special effects guy on the Japanese monster. Oh, this is really cute. League. I admit I'm playing this as we talk. And there's one thing this where you have to suspend a guy in a monster suit on wire so he can fly through a scene and stuff like that. And when you completed all the mini games, they show you the movie as it would have looked with your participation. So if you fuck everything up, it's like yeah. you see a monster show up without any head on. That's cute. And a guy flying in wires who crashes into a building because you yeah. didn't wire him up correctly. And, like, the model they're stepping on is half-finished because you didn't finish building the model. Right. But it's kind of cute just behind the scenes. Just kind of like, yeah, goofy. That's really, yeah. that's really good. Um, I, had, so, I just Googled Ultraman Google Doodle. That's really all you and need to, yeah. And it's worth Because even as far at, as Japanese names, yeah, I know his first name is AJ, but I think it's Subaru. 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 Um, yeah, so. Uh, the Avatar guys unveiled their new, separate, projects. Konietzko has a five-book deal with First Second for a 2017 graphic novel series called Thread Worlds about a young scientist lady bopping around her star system. And DiMartino is writing a prose book, due next year, called Geniuses, that sounds like a medieval mix of Harry Potter and Golden Compass, about young magical artists whose powers are drawn from magical familiars called geniuses. Yeah, did you see much about this? I saw I Thread Worlds, and it was funny because uh, the third world is the one that everyone's making fun of because it's furry <laughs> well they're they're like kangaroo people yeah it's just I it's very know, cute but i can see that like you know i i baby annie who was really in the bone would have been really into this shit so that's that's cool it's interesting that's a five book deal damn if you want to get oh it's for a second I mean, first, I don't think they've done many series like That's that. That's a good point, though. But yeah, if you think something, you know, everyone knows how popular the Avatar. They're guys trying to get are, into so. that YA market because I mean, the first second has done some YA books, but not many, and that's the way to do it. You get yeah, a series. It's still a comic thing. book though, so it's not. Yeah. A pro- Whereas the other guy, like I forget which one is which. I think Konietzko is. I think there's the bald guy and, and the guy, the beard. skinny guy with the beard yeah. guy, and I can't remember which is which. Um, oh my god, I can't remember now either. Is it one of them was just in town for a signing two yeah. weeks ago, and I yeah fully went. And and saw some, the person in front of them in line t- took a joke uh, took a copy of James Cameron's Avatar for him to sign as a hilarious joke. Fuck that! I can kind of see the humor in it if you didn't know that fifteen other people must have already done the same thing to the guy. But yeah, no, uh, it's interesting that the the other guys doing the prose book, mm-hmm. uh, especially because it really does sound like uh, uh, Harry Potter in that like yeah magic the the ability to create. Like mm-hmm. artistically, like t- mm-hmm. to draw or anything like that, is mm-hmm. considered magic in that world, mm-hmm. or maybe is a result of magic or something hmm. like that. So just the ability to be creative in that world, it makes you like like you're essentially considered a wizard if you can draw. Mm-hmm. Which if you're an artist, yeah. If you're not, if you can't draw, they let special people be fuck. special, dude. I know it's some a little. Some people are benders, little, some people aren't. Especially, it's called geniuses. It's a little <laughs> like, but yeah. Um, did you have the Dark Horse Cora news on here? Did I? Uh, it just I don't in, think so. Just in wow, case, I must have uh, black. Oh, you know, there's a whole San Diego Comic Con section oh, okay. at the very end. Leave, yeah, that I'll must have been part of it. Yeah. Uh, the Clone High Lego movie guys are making a young Han Solo movie. 
Okay, I have a question for you. Sidebar. No, wait. First, I have to be excited about this. I'm really <laughs> excited about this film. Mr. That's a good way to take it. Be excited and let Bill contribute and go. No, no, no. No, I had, I had a follow-up question for you. Um, uh, Phil Miller and Chris Who should Lord. play Young Jabba? Phil Miller and Chris Lord are really good directors. That's interesting because they're just, well, they're quote unquote just directing. It's Larry Kasdan who wrote Raiders and Empire Strikes Back uh-huh. and his son writing the screenplay. So I'm sure they'll have all kinds of input for the screenplay. But I mean, they're stuff. really good directors, too. Uh, yeah, because as far as directing, I only think about the Lego movie because that was directed like. The Lego like... movie is beautiful. Yeah, that's true. The 21 Drum uh, Seat is actually really nicely I filmed. Need to, now I need to see them. Uh, now that I know they're making the hot sauce. It's really nicely filmed. Did like, they do the second one? No, they just did the first okay. one. Okay. And uh, the uh, Last Man on Earth is really nice and atmospheric. Like, those guys are really are good. Are they directors. just going to, like, be very kind of like, lightly in touch with the la- Last Man? Because they kind of got a couple. Aren't they doing just a Spider Man movie? Exactly. They're doing a Spider Man movie. Like, they've got a lot of shit and a lot, of, a lot of fire. Thank God there's two of those guys, at least. <laughs> Uh, those um, guys, see, the thing, this, this is like a fever dream that Ryan Johnson and the Phil Miller and Chris Lord are making Star Wars movies. Like, if you had held a gun to my head and say, it is Annie, weird. Pick, your, pick two directors. Did you hear that supposedly they were almost set to announce that the guy just directed the Jurassic World movie is going to do the last Star Wars movie? Barf. But everyone was kind of like, yeah. You know who I'd want to direct a Star Wars? Catherine Bigelow. Has she's she done anything since the Hurt Locker? I can't think. I'm sure. I don't know. I would love to see her because she's got such a good sense of character and action. And Man. Movement. She would make a good it Star It sucks War. that there's only so many women directors in Hollywood that you can even think about. But Michelle McLaren, who is going to do the Wonder she Woman movie. Wonder Woman, yeah. She, uh, the stuff she did for uh, uh, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. She did one of my, one of the, what, it, one of the few episodes of Game of Thrones where I really specifically, like, there was, there were some shots in there, like, especially, like, scenic shots where I was mm-hmm. like, who the fuck directed this? Because, like, it's yeah. especially cinematic. And so that was her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a future slate. Like, uh, I like her directing, but she's not, yeah. like, one of those people who are like, I can't wait for her to direct this. Because uh, like, she hasn't done much in the way of directing. Yeah. She's done a bunch of TV, so she yeah. hasn't, like, done any pet projects where I could be like, yeah, I want her to direct. But, like, she wouldn't be bad if, if. I don't know. It's interesting because, like, it's weird to be in a place. Like, being a Star Wars fan has been, it's hard to not be cynical. Yeah. Because there's been so much Star Wars garbage. There's going to be more in the future, oh, of course. too. Yeah. But it's weird to have this golden moment where people you really like That's are involved in Star right Wars. Right now, in the next six months. This is the we best time seen to the be a Star Wars fan. This. It's like, yeah. Because everything's like, hyped. It was the Schrodinger's cat, where you exactly, don't know if the cat's alive yeah. or dead. Right now, it could be anything you want. That cat could the be cat, really cool, Bill. The cat could be a fucking pro- male prostitute dressed like Aladdin if you want it to be. <laughs> really. There's nothing saying it can't be. But, um, oh, yeah, so. Yeah, like what? What the hell is That's, the movie gonna be about? Those Who's guys have such a good sense of joyous One fun to their, so, their filmmaking. Who knows if it has to be live action? Technically, it True. could be a fucking. If you're gonna do a young Han Solo movie, True. you can kind of do. I don't know if it would be two D animated. Those guys aren't necessarily just animation, though. Well, no, the, well, that's the other thing. You don't want to assume just because they've done a lot of animation. Because those dudes don't put well, their hands in Star Wars anything. fans are already calling them Lord Miller. Because <laughs> it's not just Lord and Miller, but Lord, Lord Miller. Miller. Yeah, That's yeah. very good. Uh, okay, I have a question for you. I was at the Lego store yesterday, oh no. and I couldn't get anyone to help me because all of the staff of teenagers were having an argument over, is it Han Solo or Han Solo? That's totally reasonable. According to... According to I was going to ask you because I figured you would know. Lando Calrissian, it's Han Solo. Yeah. Which, as a kid, I was like... It sounded like he says hands. Like, hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. It's not like, oh Does my god, my else? right hand is hurt. Does anyone else say Han? In the trilogy, it's all Han. 
Except yeah, because for... Luke, Luke, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think Lando Calrissian is the only one who calls him Han. But but he is also his oldest Whoa, friend. That's I know everyone else could have been mispronouncing. I'm yeah, trying, is there any point where he actually says his own name? I don't I, think so. I gotta go back and does Vader? I'm trying to think of anyone else. But, but yeah, his well, oldest that... friend, you know, that we know in the series. That should be the question. That should have been the first bit of nerd outright. Just, <laughs> is, is it going to be it Han Solo really or Han Solo? Because uh, they were so embroiled in this argument. Well, that I couldn't get. And finally, I had to interrupt them and say, I think you should listen to the person who has the Millennium Falcon t shirt on. <laughs> that was how I cut in and got I have me. seen people argue on the internet is it Millennium Falcon or Millennium Falcon? Falcon. Yeah, which as I said that out loud, I did wonder. I was about, I was about to say uh, when I said it out loud, I'm like, I wonder if anyone's going to shit it's, for Falcon versus. I think Falcon. it's Han Solo gets his coupons for the caramels. <laughs> That's one interpretation before he boards the Millennium Falcon. You say Falcon? Yeah. Okay, interesting. So that's that's my take on all that shit. That's not. Funny. I love that not you Han Solo Bill... gets his coupon for the car- caramels of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Bill... Your answer to that question of mine could not have been better and more satisfying. Who's that? So who, okay, who plays on young Han Solo? Can you get some handsome unknown? Assuming it's young Han Solo. It's just a Han Solo movie. It could be. If I had to pick someone from Hollywood today, I would pick Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson? What mm-hmm. do he do? He plays PETA in the Hunger Games. Because he is a goofy, charismatic dude, and they never let him be goofy, goofy and charismatic. They always make him Does cast him in like these Harry roles. Well-ish. Did he you is- see... Did you ever see the guy on YouTube who does a really good young Harrison Ford impression? Dude's like 25. He actually got hired to play a young version of Harrison Ford in whatever Harrison Ford... There's like some kind of Harrison Harrison Ford dementia movie coming out sometime later on Mm. this year. Where like, something, something. But yeah, he plays... uh, People have been trying to get like... Even though the guy's not like a professional actor or anything like... Everyone's just like, you did a good impression of Harrison Ford on YouTube. You should hire him to be the part of the main source of your next like five... Exactly, yeah. solo movie (laughs) series. Uh, oh, Pete is not. Pete is spelled weirdly. It's spelled P E E T A. Okay. Yeah, he did a good Han Solo. Okay. Bill, who would you cast as a Han Solo? I mean, well, just because it's Lord Miller, everyone's going, well, it's got to be Chris Pratt, right? And some people pointed out, okay. Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Why would Phil Lord and Chris Miller choose he's Chris Lego Pratt? He's a movie. Oh, he wasn't like a movie. Excuse people me. are pointing out, well, he's already... He made, well, it sounds like he's already signed Channing up for Tatum. Indiana Jones. That's... Well, no, people are like, well, what if he's already signed on for, uh, signed on for Indiana Jones? And, like, that's... That would be... <laughs> why not? Harrison Ford! <laughs> why not go that route? He's just, like, making... Just doing Star Wars Indiana Jones. Star Wars Indiana Jones. Like, just like Harrison Ford did there for a while. Um, <sighs> oh, man, no. Chan- no, I don't want that. I don't that think was a joke. Han Solo has to be kind of a sk- scruffy. He has so, to well, be a my, scruffy my whole looking thing, guy. Like, he has to be scruffy and charming. Those uh, are the two salient characteristics. Didn't Hugh Jackman just stop playing Wolverine now? He's he too old. Hugh Jackman, I think, is, like, face. 52, dude. CGI is fake. Hugh Jackman should be in a Star Wars. Though something, just accent. let him have his accent too. Does he have what accent? Is he Australian? He's accent? Australian. He could play Greek. Oh, let him be in. Uh, let him be in a Mad Max. You know what? They're not going to stop making Star Wars movies in, like for fifty years. They're going to have to have every be. actor. In Tom Hardy is going to play three different characters in Star <laughs> Wars someday. Yeah. I'm, yeah, but I can't. I'm, I'm so disconnected from young Hollywood. Exactly. I can't believe that we don't know a knows? young actor who can play Han Solo. I mean, exactly. Our idea of a young Man. Han Solo is like 36-year-old exactly. Chris Pratt, who's like probably three years Ironic, older. Ironic. Than... Isn't it funny that we pick someone of our age? Because, I, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but um, that, that is the best possible news, that those dudes, because those dudes are, I genuinely the trust them as filmmakers. They have, no, never made, gonna be they have never made anything that is 
anything, every single thing they've ever made has been interesting. Well, my joke was on Twitter when I, when it was just first rumored right before they broke it officially later on that morning was, uh, if it's Lord and Miller doing a Han Solo movie, a young Han Solo movie, it's about a bunch of, you get 30... 10 year olds dressed like Han Solo <laughs> on the set on the Millennium Falcon set from The Force Awakens pretending uh-huh. to smuggle candy <laughs> and that's the whole movie there it's just go. like with like you know like everyone like the brush like the, the Chewbacca outfit but it's just a bunch of kids they all have little vests on and just little <laughs> boys and girls and just like yeah also Darth Vader will supposedly show up in Rogue One the first spinoff movie well, not a big surprise just because that's a prequel supposed to take place right before the original Star Wars movie so I'm sure that's gonna have like young Moff Tarkin and like a yeah, whole bunch of that shit so. Iron Giant's Signature edition? Yes, a limited theatrical re-release in October with two restored, deleted, slash, uncompleted scenes, and maybe uh, a Blu-ray. I forgot to update this, because I just put this in there when it was first rumored. Because it was a rumor that broke, like, the day before it officially got announced. Oh. So, yeah, the theatrical release is going to be Fathom Events. Have you done oh, yes. I did one, and it was one of the worst movie-going experiences Which, which one thing did you It was just the Vikings thing. That's right. Where they paused the DVR and had to rewind it, because well, That's what a lot of people complain about, because... Uh, they, it's never film prints. It's always just Digital. it's a Blu-ray or DVD, yeah. and, then, and like they still have not announced officially like a Blu-ray release of this. Yeah. And I was like, well, considering that Fathom events are always almost on DVD and Blu-ray, they're, they're probably yeah. just gonna have a retail release Blu-ray yeah. in the DVD player at the theater. Yeah. So what you so I'm assuming smart, it's you coming do that your release date and then yeah. you have people and, buy it on their way out of the. In the very theater. least, it's going to be a digital thing. Did you but... see who's animated the deleted scenes? No. It's uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Gagne? Ga- is that how you say his name? Michel Gagne. The... That sounds like a French name. Is that, that's he a is French a French name? dude. He's a he's an animator and comics artist. He does beautiful stuff. It's I think it's G A G N E. I think it's Michael. I can't. I I've read his books. Uh, he, he does really beautiful, fluid, atmospheric animation. Huh. Did um, he ever work on the Iron Giant before? Uh, I have no idea. But, uh, you'll, did you'll recognize Did they say what his... the scenes are? No. I don't, I don't think they did. I read some articles about it, and I don't think... Th- all I saw was that they were going to be animated by him, and he's a tremendous animator. Oh, he did effects, uh... Yeah, he did effects animation. He did, like, mm-hmm. uh, when the Iron Giant shoots, a, like, an energy orb over the ocean. Mm-hmm. I think that destroys the nuclear... Yeah, okay, so he did work on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's directing doing like character. Did they say what the two All scenes I, it, are? Literally, the phrase was animated by Michael. Is Gagne. it Porkin? Is it the mom and, and oh, <laughs> yeah, Dean? it's the mom and Dean. Dean is fuckable. Yes, Dean, Dean Frost shows up. The same. Dean he shows up my... in his little kimono with a little ca- thing of cappuccino. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man. Yep. Oh man. And he dribbles it all over his man titties. <laughs> Just spreads it all out. Good. Uh, funk in the uh, funk in the junkyard, and no one's gonna notice. It's just like yeah, tetanus and syphilis, but it's worth it. Uh, no, I, I I will. I I even though I was terribly burned by that fathom event, it was like forty dollars to get Foley and I in there, and it was just the worst, and it was really cheesy and hokey. I will do it for the Iron Giant though, just to vote yes in whatever giant machine. You know, in the Warner Brothers bank that says Iron Giant, I will vote yes. I will pull that. I'm letter. glad to see Tomorrowland didn't tank so badly that it kind of like knocked uh, the Iron. Any plans to re-release the Iron Giant or do anything like this often? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe if it had been more successful, they would have like an actual, be, like, natural natural release and not just like maybe. Fathom Events. Let's send a bunch of DVDs out to people. Yeah. Um, in fact, they probably don't even send the DVDs. I'm sure like what they probably do is just send a digital rip of yeah. like you know just you a download file. it. Essentially, what we'd get if you buy it from iTunes. Exactly. You know? Um, so weird. Hey, man, film distribution. Between that and like, going to the movies yesterday and essentially watching it on TV, that, yeah. that's really what movies are these days. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, 
Oh, shit, I just turned on my phone. Uh, IDW is going to publish an anthology series of Back to the Future comics. Rather than being a sequel story or anything, it'll just fill in a few gaps from the films and posit some alternate universe slash timeline stories and fluff. Yeah, I kind of like it. I saw some of the preview art for it, too. They got the caricatures. Well, I was kind of wondering, because sometimes with comics with live-action characters, you can't don't necessarily get the likeness rights. Yeah. Because I think the Ghostbusters comics, they don't have, like, you can't draw anyone that looks like Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which looks a little weird. Which, yeah. granted, like, the, you know, like the like Ghostbusters the cartoon, cartoon show. Yeah. 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 Which I I guess in the most recent uh, Ghostbusters comic, they have the Ghostbusters, the real-life Ghostbusters, meet uh-huh. their cartoon counterparts somehow. Oh, yeah? Which, that's kind of, th- that might be kind of... Supposedly, the Ghostbusters comics from IDW are supposed to be pretty good for what they are. Huh. But yeah, they're doing Back to the Future, so if you're Back to the Future fan... I like the idea, instead of trying to like, say, well, these are the events after the last Back yeah. to the Future movie, it's just like, yeah, if if this thing had happened in the movies, then this timeline would have been created where everyone's made of hand puppets or something yeah. like that, I guess. Huh. I don't know. So it'd be kind of... Me and Leland only care about that. I know! <laughs> that's really Leland. what it boils down to, so exactly what this I was thinking, but new, I didn't want to say out loud. This is news for Leland. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, um, Leland. But yeah. uh, what? UbiArt's Gravity Falls yeah, game for is, 3DS? It Holy is. Holy shit. It looks, it looks like a Child of Eden slash... Uh, what was what the other was the one? World War uh, one? Oh, the Rayman game. Because it's 2D, you're solving and, uh, puzzles. The, uh, the World War One game. People were saying it looked like Donkey Kong Country, because both whatever. you can swip, switch off between playing both characters, and they trail Gravity after each other in the state. Gravity Falls... Man, this is, as we both Google this, yeah, that yeah. is the most brilliant. Uh, people listening at home, uh, Google it and tell us right now what it is. <laughs> yeah, okay, right now you can go. Does he even actually have a time? Man, UB Arts, like, so that, because it's all like oh, 2D. The... I don't realize UB Arts engine is what they used for the South Park game, which totally makes sense, too. Oh, yeah. It Essentially, is their 2D side scrolling RPG. Uh, it's engine. called Legend of Grown Gemulets. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what it's called. Oh, Gnome Gemulets. What the hell's a gemulet? It's an amulet gem. Oh, obviously. I think Gravity Falls starts up again this week too. Well, have we oh, talked about how Gravity Falls ended last season? Uh, I didn't watch it. I know New episode is called I know, A Tale of Two Stands. I know, I've, I've seen Tumblr losing their shit it about twist. it. There's yeah. Stan's There's two got stands. a twin brother. Yeah. 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 I think it's Stanley and Stanford Pines. Oh, yeah. And the, the twin brother is the guy who authored, well, spoilers for Gravity Falls. <laughs> is the guy, and it's supposed to be a flashback of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gravity Falls is such a good show. I gotta catch it's up still, on this Yeah, show. It's, it's, there's so much, that's a funny thing, there's so many great cartoons on the air right now. It's hard to catch up. Yeah. And if you, if Andy, if you just pay 20 bucks a month for Sling TV and an extra $5 a month for a Disney XD, <laughs> you too could also watch <laughs> that in the Clone Wars. Every... No. See, I, if I, if I pull the trigger on Singbox, I would totally pay extra for Turner Classic Movies. But that's man, all I want. this game's gonna sell two copies because it's on 3DS. Yeah. Play anything. Man, I, I bought I the new 3DS the copies, that just, though. I bought the new 3DS that just came out and man, like I said, after messing with, like, it's so low resolution. It everywhere though? That's a good point. Oh, jeez, that's, well, we if it's in... touchscreen. True. It'll probably get bored to the game, to the Wii U at least. Or to the Vita. Then I can blow off Vita. the two inches of dust on the middle space exactly, when yeah. he said Vita was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Vita's still fun. I don't regret buying a Vita. Black Ops 3's Crazy Zombies Mode starring Jeff Goldblum and Ron Perlman. Did you see this? Did you no. see this? Their zombies mode is... Man, those games. This zombies weird. mode, so it's, it seems kind of like Left 4 Dead because it seems like maybe like four-player co-op. Well, the last one, they were char- 
characters. Yeah, this so this is character there's four named characters. Was it the last one where you play the presidents or something? Or was that I think that, I, something like that I think they've been yeah. emboldened by that to yeah. do. So you're playing four characters, essentially kinda of left for dead where it's like horde mode, you're being attacked by zombies, right. you have four people have to work together. Yeah, except the characters are it's just Goldblum as some kind of guy with a big mustache, because it's like 1930s gangster shit. Okay. And he's got a big handlebar mustache and like a Tommy gun. It's Ron yeah. Perlman as some box guy who looks nice. just like the goon. Nice. I don't know if he's like all melee just punching stuff. Yeah. Again, it's Call of Duty, because the actual main game takes place. Yeah, it's it like, like modern future. day. This has nothing the, to do with the rest yeah, of the game. I think it was with... It, yeah, it was with the first Black Ops. It was the first Blops where it just got really random. So they're going really crazy. arbitrary. And I think it's like Heather Graham who was... Uh, Heather Graham? Yeah, who she hasn't done anything since like was it she was in one of the Austin Powers movies? Huh. Um, well I'm sure she's done stuff, yeah. but like yeah. Heather Graham and I think a third person, I can't remember who the third person is, but yeah, so it's like four celebrities voicing these Weird. characters that you're playing as in the game, which they all seem to be different character classes. Yeah, it's like 1930s like zombie shit. Um <laughs> it's really weird. Now I have to see who the fourth person is. One moment, please. Um also, man, did you see any of the leaked trailers at San Diego Comic-Con? Because I don't know if this is something I should make you watch before we talk about it. Uh, no, I did not watch it. Because they had uh, leaked trailers for Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, and Deadpool. Don't give Do a about shit about any okay, of those I just things. I want to make sure. I'm sort of intrigued by Deadpool. Intrigued is not the word. Uh, Kind of like you've heard that there's a car crash and you want to see what it looks <laughs> exactly. like. Exactly. Not like you really want to stop and gawk, but like you're like, where's that smoke coming from? So the from? Femme Fatale, I'm like now looking at uh, the zombie mode. It's the Femme Fatale played by Heather Graham. Uh, the Magician by Jeff Goldblum. The Cop played by Neil McDonough. Who's Neil McDonough? I have no idea who Neil McDonough is. And The Boxer played by Ron Perlman. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's... Wait. Oh, that's that guy from the commercial where he yells at you for not being rich. Oh, he's the crazy dude from uh, uh, Ravenous. He's the soldier for Ravenous. Was Ravenous. He was on Lost. He was one of the. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He always plays the crazy soldier. Oh, yeah, in Ravenous, he plays the he man. He's the dude with the eyes. He's the dude with the eyes. He's oh. apparently crazy. I know someone who has met him in a work situation. Does he love crazy? It? Oh, he's on Star Trek: First Contact. Crazy. Um. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's on Agent Car. Man, have you seen all the Haley? Oh yeah, well, he's in the. He's the he's the mustache bowler dude. And the... So why is he? What's he do that makes him crazy? Does he love to eat ass, but he don't shut up about it? That's not crazy. That's just you're not. He's just crazy. Oh, okay. Well, then again, with a guy with piercing eyes like that, yeah, he can come off as if he's just on the bus looking at you. You can think that fucker's crazy. I've heard he 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 is an actor. Oh, that kind of crazy. crazy. Okay, yeah. Fuck. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I just don't know if it was one of those things where you think this guy might be in jail a couple years from now. Actually... This will be an entirely different conversation. Uh, Journey and Hatful Boyfriend are coming to PS4 later this month. I forgot the Hatful Boyfriend is being ported. Hatful Boyfriend is. Ridiculous. You got your body pillow this week, right? <laughs> yes! So the Humble Bundle a long time ago. How is that not this week's uh, fucking podcast art? <laughs> I can send you a picture. I, I, got, I forgot about this because I was honestly so put off by it that I immediately contacted someone that I'm giving it to and it's leaving my home Why is that bad? Oh, no, no. It's just off-putting. So the Humble Bundle... Like, a year ago, did a bundle where if you supported it at a certain level, you not only got a p- copy of Hot to Full Boyfriend, but you got a Hot to Full Boyfriend body pillow. Yeah. And in Hot to Full Boyfriend, when you meet all of the characters that are birds, 
when you first meet them, there's a toggle in the game. You can turn it on that you can see the, their human form at the same time. Yeah. And uh, so this is... Well, it's two double-sided human it's form It's double-sided. Yeah, so one side is the bird form, and one side is the human form of the one of the pigeons who works at a maid cafe. So it's the, the other side is this skinny anime boy in a maid cafe outfit, and, like this pose. And it's like, like a French maid like this? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what are you wearing this? I can't. It's a giant six this is the curtain you hang in your front window. This is so off-brand for me. You know how people have, like, flags on the front porch? (laughs) No, I'm giving it to my friend Mints. Wait, did Mints will have it? Was it just the pillowcase? Did it come with a whole pillow, too? No, it did not come with a pillow. Oh, that's cheap. So it was, like, rolled up in a thing. If it were, like... It's not molded, right, too, so it's not, like... No, body pillows aren't. Because I say, how has the bird on the one side? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just... I can't. I can't have it in my life. It's too weird. There was a time in my life when I had a Ron Weasley pillow. That's what I'm saying. And that wasn't too weird for me, but this is a six And you're talking to a man who owns a Muppet. It's watching us podcast. I say it's okay. I just looked at this six-foot pillow, and I'm like, where would I... It's going to be folded in my closet. I cannot have this. I mean, if it were, like, a massive If it was wasting space at that time, yeah. I'm like, if it were something on brand where someone would see it, like, that's Can you finish on a Foley version of, like, How to Fool Boy's Boyfriend? Seriously! It's like, if it were, like, for... Well, uh, there was an Indiegogo for a game called Fantastic Boyfriends, where it's a Japanese dating sim they were trying to port. It's not really just a dating sim. Yeah. But they're trying to get enough... They're trying to raise enough money to do an English translation. And one of the backer levels was you know those titty mouse pads it was that but it was a demon boy titty it was like his beautiful pecs as the de- and were I the, were the pecs still round like a yeah. titty ball oh, yeah it was a titty, oh, it was a titty mouse do you pad. think they would be a little more like hamburger patties I'm looking at it and I'm like it was on the hundred dollar backing level and never in my life have I wanted to back <laughs> $100. Just had this demon boyfriend. So, okay, so a hot cut guy. What's the hot, hot, hottest part? Is it the chest or is it like when the hips get cut in where you got that, like, it's pointing right at the junk? The hottest, the hot hot guy is his smile. It's the best part about him. His smile in his eyes. So what if, okay, so what if he has a nice down? butt and a nice dick and nice pecs. I do keep seeing dudes with really good tits lately. Like, really well, good Well, that's what's good, because I've seen people debate this. I guess it's uh, fallout from the Magic Mike stuff, yeah. where people are like, because it's women are being a little more comfortable with being saying, yeah. hey, that's the part of the dude I like. All, a good, handsome dudes. It's like, well, because I've seen people debate what, be, what constitutes a be good tummy, tits for a guy. It could be the legs. Most ladies are united in forearms. If you have good forearms... That's kind, of, a good, kind of the Wolverine kind of muscle If tone. you've got like the muscle little bit of right hair. kind of hair and like that will go a long way. Yeah. I follow a handful of romance novelists on Twitter and all of them get all juicy for forearms. Like simultaneously I, it is the I've seen a thing. lot of girls talk about specifically it's like especially well, if guys dumb, wearing jeans and you got that, that yeah, cut. Yeah, you've got the V that points to their dick. Yeah, exactly. Yes. If like the way the hips are cut and everything uh, like that. That really just says I've got a penis right here. There is a movie. I can't remember a movie. It's, it's the line. It's the muscles that make a smart girl stupid. That's the... <laughs> That's the, That's line the best word to put it. Um, and uh, anyway, did you see the uh, someone found? I don't know if someone made this up just to be a horrible person, but someone actually created an Isabel titty mouse pad. Except I don't, or it's bad merchant. So it's not Isabel. You know, it, Isabel from uh, Animal Crossing. But it's not her tits. It's the idea. It's an Animal Crossing branded titty uh, mouse pad, except it's just a full little cartoon chibi picture of Isabel uh-huh. saying, "It's time for a party." But the tits are just two little balloons. 
So it's technically innocuous. You can yeah. give it to a kid not knowing what it is. But anyone who's ever seen a titty mouse pad knows yeah. exactly what that mold came from, yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's like if you had a titty uh, cake pan, and instead of, like, making a woman's tits, well, you just to took the fair, tits and made them party balloons. did exist before Well, I know, but now they're specific. It's two round lumps. Uh, you Mint, know actually, is. who I'm sending the body pillow to, posted one where it was uh, Isabel looking really excited because each form, one is an apple and one is an orange. Maybe that's what I was looking at, because yeah. I thought there were, maybe that's what I had seen, and maybe I just interpreted was, well, I, re- I know Cliffy B posted one this week, and everybody lost their shit about it. It was in an Isabel? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't actually see what he posted. I just What's saw people freaking out about it. What's the lady when she's ripped? Is it still the time? Oh, it's... Well, dude, a, a built lady. You're asking an expert. See, that's what I'm asking. A built lady. It's the whole package. It's the shoulders. I'm also really big. See, this thing is, like, attractive people. It's not, people. It's different not like for they've different got people. nice tits, yeah, exactly. therefore yeah. I am tit blind. Like, you know, it's like you got nice shoulders, you got nice arms. That's the thing with ladies, I'm nice completely conflicted. Whereas guys, I can kind of parse more as nice parts. Yeah. The, um, the ESPN body issue came out this week, and it's great, because there's one lady oh, in there thing. who's a hammer thrower. Who's just like totally my kind of lady because she's just like built like a tank. Yeah. I'm just looking at like, <laughs> but that's like a, a package. Deal. That is a nice thing about that. that they have to, um, it's not to say they have all body types because it's no, a bunch of athletic it's people. All, it's no all fat athletes, people or anything but it's like all that. Different but types in terms of, of like, because you got squat like three she's foot tall. She's five tank, two. Fire plug people. You look at her and she looks like she's as big as the rock. So you have to think about like, what does she look like in person? That does prove to me that if you want to be a successful af- athlete, you almost have to have an exceptional bubble butt. Except for, like, two people in that whole uh, ESPN uh, pictorial have kind of, like, normal butts. Yeah. But, man, you have to log well, the butts and muscles, so it's going to pop out. But oh, I'm man. The, like... Man, we have to finish this podcast because my my wife is Skyping me or is sending me pictures of a Skype she's having with a friend and their puppy. Oh, so, no. Okay, we're, we're right at the, uh, we're almost right at the, uh, the SD uh, Comic-Con news. Uh, anyway, I will just say this. If you are all at all intrigued about a dating sim, play Hot to Full Boyfriend. Yeah, I think both those come out, I think it's two weeks from now. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, Witcher 3 is getting much needed inventory system streamlining next week in a chunky new patch. Also, places to stash unneeded stuff and new movement options for Geralt. Yeah, this maybe is... I'll actually finish Witcher Three now or play more than an hour of it. Which now. is funny because this is exactly like because like uh, the, uh, this is what I was waiting to complaints. happen for Dragon Age Three. <laughs> so I was like, this inventory system is unmanageable. I don't know how to fucking At deal with I this. At least I can read it. And I remember because I was like, oh, I'm not going to play this game again until unless they streamline that stuff. And you're like, Bill, no one does that. You don't get these kind of patches. Well, now with the Witcher Three, the Witcher Three is that's like a I just want to moonwalk right out right out of the the studio right now. Go. Uh, uh, I know. Okay, Bioware ever, <laughs> if an EA game ever releases a patch that fundamentally changes the nature of its game, I will eat my hat. That's the weird thing. Who's this publishing that shit that they could just kind of go, oh uh, yeah, WB. we just changed a whole bunch of stuff. But it's like, it's it's that whole PC mentality. Yeah. Where if it's broke, you fix it. Which is really cool. And they're still adding, they, they had to apologize because this patch is uh, eating up enough resources. They couldn't put out more free LDC, uh, DLC for this week. Because yeah. every week since the they've game has come out. They've been releasing a shit ton of been, free DLC. I didn't realize there actually is going to be a bunch of paid DLC that's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. But there's, I mean, a lot of the free DLC has been like extra. They're smoothing. Beards. That's all you needed. Uh, that was like actually that. before I even got Witcher 3, I downloaded the beard pack. Because yeah. I wanted to just have just to have it just in case just have in that the in the chamber so that's kind of like, like I, you know what now that Batman's that's over really I'm probably going to go back to the Witcher 3 yeah. once, once, this once that downloads maybe uh, well I can tell you if it's actually well the nice thing is one of the big obvious things in the game is that they didn't have anywhere to put any extra stuff and it's a game with a weight limit on your character Yeah. and so you had to make some real Sophie's Choice stuff about what stuff <laughs> yeah. you want to keep and yeah. there's a lot of crafting so you don't want to necessarily get rid of everything yeah. but you had nowhere to stash extra shit because yeah. that's at least in Skyrim that is a weight limit but at least you could store stuff and this yeah. game didn't even have that so uh, but anyway, um, 
All right, friends, we're going to get on the good some stuff. San Diego news. Like we mentioned earlier, the Eisner Awards went on Friday night, and uh, half the people at Annie's Wedding, Bill Notes, Emily Carroll, won Best Webcomic and Best Reprinted Material, and Shannon Waters won Best New Series and Best Series for Teens with Lumberjanes. Um, Shannon is one of a team for the Lumberjanes, but I was very proud of her. It was really yeah, good yeah. to see her. Well, we know stage. her, yeah. And uh, also, I was Saga, as Bill mentioned, won, and Fiona Staples rightfully won for Best Penciler. But I was really excited to see Jean Yang won. Jean Yang's a good guy. Jean Yang is a good guy who makes good comics and has had made a, done a lot of good comics over the years. Yeah. So he was nominated for, uh, it seems like he nominated Slash One for both Avatar and, what the hell did he write this year? I can't remember what it was. But was hey! it Boxers and Saints? No, Boxers and Saints, I think it was last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. So, I saw that sitting okay, on my shelf. Yeah, I have but that like, too. Uh, American Born Chinese was such a good comic and a good web comic back day. This is all web comics people make doing good because um, what's her name? Ginger Hazing, Noelle Stevenson, I think. Mm-hmm. She started in web comics. Emily won for her web comic and she beat printed material. That's the thing because like she, her web comic was selling like not a big like production. She's just one like yeah. oh yeah, I just made. It. She's one of those things where she server. uploads at midnight where she's yeah. just like oh yeah, my I got a new comic. Just won her an Eisner just out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dylan was nominated for an Eisner. Yeah, she went for, for That was a printed thing. That was just something she kind of cooked up on a whim. Yeah. And like, so it's nice to see the Eisner still like the the their 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 eyes are still sensitive enough to see the little on the fringes of the horizon yeah. of things that are being yeah. produced. Not to say the Emily Carroll's like on the fringe of stuff. Everyone knows Emily Carroll now. But. It kind of I, I do feel a little saucy that she won for best reprint when there's only one story in Through the Woods that is reprinted. Oh really? I thought it's only it was his all... face all red. Everything else is original content. Is that for the that main? Book. That's the main part of the book though. I meant to it's read that for of... Halloween last year. I got distracted, so I'll read it for Halloween this year. Shit, is great. Art. My favorite, my favorite story is actually a little her little epilogue story. Yeah. And I love. I don't know. I guess maybe she went to bed. She was not like yeah. Like, she went to sleep. She had to go wake her up and say, "Hey, I won two Eisner awards." Oh, yeah, oh, now that's manly. So I'm really excited for those ladies, particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a riot. The Star Wars Hasbro Stormtrooper handout. Well, I don't know the riot, but there was definitely kind of some kind of stampede. So on preview night, mm-hmm. uh, it was this is the first physical piece of the Force Awakens merchandise you oh, get. Yeah. I, I think it was like a thirty dollars, like six inch tall, like Stormtrooper action figure. And yeah, I guess people were knocking each other over, running each other over, stealing money out of each other's hands. Yeah, it sounded like they totally has. I guess it was Hasbro managing the event. They totally underestimated a how many figures people. Well, they didn't understand. They know exactly. Wasn't it it preview night too? It It wasn't like. Well, that's the thing. People were trying to figure out because preview night should just be exhibitors. Yeah. Who the fuck were all these randos? Because like they pointed out that most of the people in this crowd were people were not exhibitors. Yeah. And so, like, they're trying to review exactly. So, like, what Hasbro, happened. sure, Hasbro has managed it, but it doesn't, this shouldn't have been the moment of. Because I guess the stereotype with this San Diego Comic Con is that I, I've heard from other people is uh, because you know stuff becomes available on preview night. Most of the limited stuff that gets sold at Comic Con gets sniped by the yeah. exhibitors on preview night. But yeah. yeah, somehow a bunch of like randos got to sneak in, and so no one got hurt or anything like that. But it was still just <laughs> that's like some uh, Cabbage Patch Kids bullshit. That sounds like the, that's the worst kind of like big egregious thing that happened at Comic Con this year. I'm sure some butts got touched, and some you know I'm sure some <laughs> some fat guys probably like leered at some girls or something like that. But at least there wasn't no like. There's no panel where someone like you know was like Gamergate or anything like that. So uh, Star Wars released a really cute reel. It was mostly design behind the scenes stuff, but that was really that was heartwarming <laughs> as shit. That's that's the, been the whole tenor of the whole whole campaign. Yeah, is been yeah. not so much. Hey, we got a new movie, but like it's Star Wars. You love Star Wars. We're making a new movie. Yeah, it, would you not like to be one of us also making a movie? That's a yeah. Star Wars movie. You get to see your first glimpse of Princess Leia. Yeah, some good shit. Picking her teeth. 
teeth with a sword? <laughs> like a metal sword? But yeah, get to see. She's actually giving J.J. Abrams a hug, which is kind of like, she must have been really tired. He it's, said, you can go to, you can go back to your trailer now, It's really Carrie. funny because I also, I watched Catastrophe this week, and Catastrophe uh, very briefly shows up, or excuse me, uh, uh, Carrie Fisher shows up in Catastrophe oh, as yeah. Rob Delaney's awful mother. Like, awful asshole chain-smoking mother. She's really good at it. Yeah, she, she was only good in, like, in one scenes. episode of 30 Rock she showed up but, on. But yeah, it's just, it's just funny because it was like, I literally uh, went from watching Catastrophe where she's being an asshole to uh, watching the behind the scenes stuff where it's like, oh, Princess Leia. Yeah, no, oh, but it was so good. Just, like, you get to see like a more prop. It's more all designed to hit you right like in the feels. Like, yeah, it was just nicely. Targeted. It is. Good promotion, really. It's really it's all good. Just, it's emotional manipulation. Oh, it's so manipulative. More than an actual real narrative trailer would be. Because it's all about the people, like the people making it. And like, it's really good because they show, it, yeah, yeah. like Simon Pegg gets to be the nerd analog who's like, because he's so excited to be. Yeah, like, I like, I was kind of wondering if Simon Pegg would show up because yeah, he's buddies with JJ. Yeah. And like, I was going to be kind of weird if he just kind of shows up and it's like, oh, it's Simon Pegg, but I guess yeah. he's playing a background random alien or something yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, C-3PO's got a red arm. I don't know Ooh. what happened to his arm. The Millennium Falcon has some kind of blue thingy in its cockpit now. Everyone's wondering if that's like a plot-sensitive thing or maybe it's like upgraded shields. Maybe that's a hyperdrive failsafe. There are some people trying to nitpick what's going on in the movie. Yeah. The are, are you guys still going to have a... We're going to have a spo- spoiler? Oh, that's the other thing. We're going to have a little Star Wars spoiler cast again tomorrow night. Just like, oh, it's been since like uh, Star Wars Celebration a couple months ago yeah. since we've talked. So we're just going to talk about like... All we figured we'd do like three or four up. podcasts throughout the year up in the lead up until Force Awakens and yeah. Yeah. We'll probably do, like, tomorrow night, maybe one more before uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. So. Once again, I will uh, step out of that. We were talking about maybe doing, like, an Empire Strikes Back commentary or something, too, mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd be interested in that. But. If, if we do old Star Wars, I'd be down, but That's I don't want yeah, to... I'm going to try and be as pristine as possible. I almost didn't watch this, but everybody was Well, like, you really don't see much. Well, yeah, you don't see anything that really didn't get shown in yeah. the last trailer, except you see, yeah. like, a crashed uh, TIE fighter. Yeah. Yeah, so, so stuff. Man, did you see also... Uh, Speaking of the TIE Fighter, they announced their... I guess maybe it's part of the six-inch like action figure line they put uh-huh. out. So there's going to be a whole line of Star Wars Force Awakens action figures that are six inches tall mm-hmm. with vehicles scaled to match. Ooh. So they announced, like, there's a crashed TIE Fighter you see in, in that, like, the, that, that, the behind-the-scenes trailer that mm-hmm. they have a toy of. Wow. Which is... The, the cockpit is the side of, size of someone's head. Yeah. It is literally big enough to, like, to fill the table that we're recording at. Wow. Because, it, you know, six-inch figures are yeah, big enough. Yeah, it's got to seat the figure. And so, like, yeah, like a Millennium Falcon toy that scale would be the size of like a queen size bed i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do yeah um i thought that was just kind of interesting and that's the first like big toy the vehicle toy that they've shown but anyway so that's style was uh duncan jones making mute before world of warcraft hits yeah in an interview random interview he hasn't said anything about it on twitter at least as far as i'm so but he sounds like he's trying to get uh, at least to get mute filmed before yeah because his life has to start doing promo stuff because or when he says before he has to start working on the next world of warcraft movie is he signing up for any of the other ones or uh uh, he says he wants to do a couple more Warcraft movies if this turns out to look good. Well, so the thing is, Warcraft was originally supposed to come out, was it this summer? And then got delayed into mm-hmm. s- into it's Christmas, next, and then got delayed into yeah. next summer. It's been yeah. delayed, I think, twice. Mm-hmm. So he said he, like the movie's pretty much done at this yeah. point. So he's got nothing to do between now and, and on World of Warcraft coming out next year. So now he's trying to strike while the iron is hot, and everyone mm-hmm. seems to be really receptive, because everyone seems to like the little bits of, of the Warcraft movies. The posters movies, are uh, cool. Yeah. Did you see the one guy in, like, the are the human guy? Yeah, well, that's the that's, guy that's, from Vikings. That's the guy from and Vikings. And it's so weird, because on Vikings right now, he's all shaved-headed. Oh, okay. And it's weird to see him now with this full head of hair, because <laughs> I'm just like, it 
just my brain just goes. Wait, you think I might go see that movie? Wait, I'll go see World of Warcraft. No, okay, I will. Yeah, well, especially because like, excuse me, it's not World of Warcraft. I know, it's, it's Warcraft, Warcraft that's different. Are they gonna call it, like sequels just gonna be expansions? <laughs> that would be pretty um, good. So yeah, that's cool. And, and Mute is uh, Duncan Jones is his kind of not really a sequel to Moon, but it's supposed to take place in the same universe as Moon. It's supposed to be like kind of a noir riff, sort of more Blade Runner. Sounds kind of like Blade Runner is about a, somebody a who's mute in, in Germany. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of like, you know, futuristic kind of, sounds like something he could kind of whip together in a year if he wanted to. Like, yeah. kind of like, like maybe a th- like a $50 million budget. He was going to do it as a comic. Well, that's the thing. That... He said that's still on. Yeah. But if this It'll works like out, Noah. the movie's going to come out before the book, uh, before the, the comic does. The Noah comic came out like yeah. before the I'm Noah still waiting movie. for the Cowboys versus Aliens <laughs> um, so yeah that's kind of good news uh, three Korosami books are coming yeah so what's the specific news about this so they came out and said that uh, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konietzko are writing uh, three post Korra books to pick up right where the they series is. like collection off. like graphic novels or is it just going to be I bet you they're going to be like The Secret and yeah shit. yeah that makes sense because that's what they've done all the Avatar books thus far. I've yeah. all been collected things. Uh, they have not announced an artist yet. Um, I, uh, happened Did to... Did they not? Because we remember we know some Probably yeah, not. Because okay, yeah. she was really busy. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe the, covers... The second artist that they went to is actually an artist I really like, and now I can't remember her name. Eric God Mullen. damn it. J- Jai... Shit. She does a comic called Sphere Theory. And um, she... I back Was her, it announced that, that she's the one? She... she I follow her um, not main Twitter, and um, she uh, said that she was offered, and they didn't really have Why not Yaffy? She's the Tumblr lady with the Tumblr who draws all the sexy, like, super hardcore, rock-hard Korra stuff. Well, at the end of the day, everyone keeps going, what about this Korra fan artist? Yeah, I know, I know. A fan artist is not a comics person. Just because you do a bunch of pinups and art on Tumblr doesn't mean that you can draw as fast or, like, what, yeah. Or not not even that. It's like, can you draw backgrounds? Do you have a sense of pacing? Exactly, yeah. Can you draw this character anything from an angle other than being fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So I am intrigued. I was really, I'm sad that she wasn't able to. But they're definitely done with the Kurosami stuff. It sounds like it's very specifically. It's them about them as a couple. And the thing is, is that this, this I can't remember her name. God damn it. She and I are Twitter friends even. We chat all the time. <laughs> but uh, she actually is a queer person of color, which would have been cool to have a queer, a woman, a female a queer of color. Is it, is it confirmed that she's stuff. not doing it? Yeah, she she said. she Because she had been talking for a while, like, I was offered a big job. I have to decide if I can do this. And she wound up saying no, because no, she just doesn't have time. Because three do books. do we know anyone we can suggest <laughs> shit we well, have to have someone who is a really what's um, vera doing a very a really she's actually oh i actually shouldn't talk about that um she uh you have to have somebody oh. who has a big sense of energy she's she's a big sense of, bill no that no eel food cart that's that it. she's been talking about for uh, years according to el toro pacific <laughs> like, rim okay, two yeah. starts shooting in november Next point. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and I are both not he, Pacific Rim I can't Rim remember. Fans, so. Did he direct the first Pacific Rim? I think he did. Is this the Specific Rim? <laughs> specific Rim. No, I, mean, I like Pacific Rim. It was There's fine. not much of the same. There's going to be more Pacific it Rim. It was, it was fine. I want it to be food. about the dads. That's all I care about. That's I want it to be like, pretty cool about the pacific dads. Pacific Rim was like a good like, McDonald's like, meal. you like, oh, yeah. And Idris Elba. Idris Elba has really nice shoulders. Yeah, who's the cat? Idris Elba they killed the good guys. For the record. I don't want him to be about what's his face again. Idris Elba's that smile, those eyes, dude. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, he should be in Ghostbusters along with Omar. Just get all the cool black guys from the wire to show up. And get to the lady who played the cop. 
on, oh, on uh, uh, not Kendra. Uh, what the fucker? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, and Deadpool cam phone trailers. So you care did about get, any of this? Did they get leaked again for a camera phone? Leaked? Well, no, because they showed that they, they they know exactly what they're doing. They showed sure. the trailers at Comic-Con. Why not simultaneously Same. do hey, a digital everyone, release? I don't understand, because they do. I think their asses slapped the last time. It's gotta be because they think if cam phone footage leaks, it makes it, it like, it's kind of building the buzz because, like, oh, it's so badass that I'm gonna leak it. It's that that's got to be what they're going for because it's three different. Is it all by the same? Is it all WB stuff? Suicide it's Squad Batman, Suicide Squad. It's all DC stuff, right? Isn't Deadpool? Isn't Deadpool? Deadpool no, Deadpool. Deadpool's Marvel. Is he? Deadpool's Marvel. Oh, okay. Because Deadpool. Well, they could all reboot. be thinking about the same thing. Because yeah, there's absolutely no reason not to have a digital version. But I think Deadpool release. is a Fox directed. Well, that's different Marvel studios. Movie. Yeah, who is licensed to? Um, the weird thing about this is, I actually, of all the three trailers, I like the Suicide Squad trailer the best. Seriously? I have no idea Who's why. Who's directing I think I'm the tired. Suicide Squad movie? I think it's just the actors. <laughs> it's improv. Just, it's just improv for two hours. Oh, it's David Ayer. Uh, he, he did the fucking, he did all the fucking Batman movies, didn't he? He didn't direct. He, well, he was co- I have known the name. He may have been one of the writers on, like, I Batman. I think he was co- with... What's his Excuse me, he's done train. best known for Training Day, uh, director and writer of Harsh Time, Street Kings. Oh, End of Watch. I actually really liked End of Watch. Which one was End of Watch? Uh, that was it's a cop movie that's done kind of like. Oh, found I footage. heard about that. Yeah, that was the movie where I discovered I have a giant crush on um, Michael Pena. Michael Pena is cute and charming as What's hell. That Michael movie, Pena? and I'm big old hard on for Michael Pena. He's he's the it's him and Jake Gyllenhaal in End of Watch, and Michael Pena was also in Fury, which was the Brad Pitt tank movie that David. Is it American Ayer Hustle? I've never se- I've seen this guy before. I don't remember him though. He's real handsome. He looks he's got he looks like a galoot on his uh, Wikipedia page. I Bill, what do you know about me? I'm a galootosexual. What do you want um, from me? Um, but yeah, uh, no, it's um the so the suicide. Suicide Squad trailer is just Amanda Waller. She's the government agent who, like, assembles. She decides that, like, okay, if we have to have unsavory shit to do in the world, we're going to blackmail all these uh, bad, was it Batman supervillains? Yeah. And working for us. Except that that's not supervillains, because it's not, like, the Joker and Two-Face, but it's, like, Harley Quinn and a bunch of, like, D-list villains from the Batman universe uh-huh. to go off and do stuff. It kind of looks like, it's obviously, they're going for, like, a Fast and the Furious bunch of minorities, except for Harley Quinn, because she's white and sexy and kind of, like, cheerleader outfit. Yeah. They go off and do crimes, and they drive fast cars, so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, but it could kind of be, I, it seems like it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. This is what the trailer makes it look like. God knows what the actual movie like. It's probably it's got to be a piece of shit. But it kind of makes it look like Guardians of the Galaxy, but with real assholes. Yeah. Which I something about that is kind of appealing to me, it's rather than just like good guys be kind of being schmucky. Yeah, it like, could be. DC has so thoroughly spoiled the heroes of the uh, yeah. fucking like it may as well focus well, let's on put the this fucking... way: it's a superhero movie starring a bunch of blacks and Latinos. And an Asian lady who's dressed in kabuki makeup, which... Who the hell is the cast of this? Let's it's see. in the Suicide Squad? I don't know any of these people. It's Independence Day. Oh, that's right. It was almost Tom Hardy. I forgot Tom Hardy just oh, that's right. He, yeah, he, that he, he dropped out like five minutes before they were filming. They were like... 
They had Tom Cardi. Scott Eastwood is in this. They had his coffee hot and waiting on set, and he said, guys, I'm sick. Oh, that's right. This has Jared Leto, and it is the Joker. That terrible. He actually looks kind of, I don't know, kabooboo. Nope. He's playing a very cartoony version of the Joker, not like. Oh, man, it has the weirdo from the Mindy Project. Really? Uh, the dude who's like the, the, um. All I know is the Wild Wild West. It's got the blonde chick from, uh, um. What's the Scorsese movie about the drugs? About it's it's about gangs. the one that we really like. Yeah, Gangs in New York. Oh my God, what is it called? No, Sadness? the one we really liked. Yeah, the that one has, uh... Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, it's Wolf of Wall Street, guys. No, it's not uh, about okay. Gangs in New York. No, 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 no. Uh, what's the other Scorsese movie? I thought that oh, was the. It was you based and I are talking Kong about Scorsese. And, oh, uh, that one's okay. The Boston, the, the Boston departed, accent. the departed. It's only okay. I kind of like that. It was okay. It has, I it, love. It the ends departed. with a CGI rat. I love the departed. I You're th- dead to me. When you were talking about like the Scorsese movies, I was like, I assumed to Wolf of Wall I, Street. Really? The only thing I like about Wolf of Wall Street is that I was trying to watch it the week of my 30th birthday when my <laughs> wife surprised me with my parents coming to town oh, and that's Emily right, coming yeah. to town. And in both cases, I was watching Wolf of Wall Street. Did you ever finish it? I did finally. Did you? Yeah. Oh, we saw you that. And then gets... no one came to my house, and it was really sad. <laughs> so... Did you get to the point where, like, he gets married to? A... Well, you saw the whole thing. Do you remember that he gets married to a hot blonde? With yeah. A, well, like with a, with a Harley Quinn accent. Yeah. She's playing Harley. Okay. All right. She does show up like fully fucking, and I was like, "How you doing?" Because it's not usually like blonde ladies. I forgot that you have a crush. That's on what I'm saying. That, this is kind of one of the things with my journey work because I'm not usually attracted to naked blonde women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not bad. You'll take one in a pinch. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I can afford to be that selective. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not yeah. usually like the automatic thing. But like she's got a New York, and I'm like, uh, yeah. so she's, in, I don't know. No it's a badass lady with a baseball bat going to beat people up. Uh, there's an extended Steven Universe intro. Oh, we're not talking about the Batman Superman trailer that you didn't see, Jesus or the Deadpool trailer that you didn't see. Jesus Deadpool, he got red face and he beats people up and he quips a lot and looks like the mask. Yeah. He jokes a lot. He's a joker. A little bit too much. Ryan Ryan Reynolds is a good cast pick for that, but I don't. That doesn't mean the movie will be good. I mean, he was in Green Lantern. He's a, he's a charismatic goofball. So um, if you're gonna cast someone as that, that's good. But Batman, Superman. He's actually already played showed... Deadpool once before. That's what they're saying. I didn't. Is Deadpool supposed to be all fucked up in the face? Well, that's what they do in the, the Wolverine movie because his mouth is literally showing so shut, no! which is hilarious. So I remember he's reading with the mouth. since then. I guess so. I guess the whole and, and Deadpool in the comics is supposed to be all burned up, and oh, that's, that's why, why he has a, a full mace mask. He's yeah. supposed to be like all fucking like no face, like all fucked up, like yeah. like gruesome hamburger face. Yeah. And uh, but a little bit in the trailer, you see he's got, like, lights, like, kind of sunburned. <laughs> that's supposed to be how ugly he is, and that's why you can't show it, which is kind well, of a cop-out. You can't make Ryan Reynolds well, that that's, Well, that's just kind of wondering. I thought that maybe, maybe he just gets chicken box, and that's why he can't that's show it. his face. And so, oh, the Batman Superman trailer just shows that, um, I guess the premise of the movie is that... Did you see The Man of Steel? All I know is that... Uh, Superman kills people and everything. That's so. Shit. Actually, I guess this is what the movie is about because I guess uh, so. It's um, Goodyear hunting, hanging out. I guess he was hanging mm-hmm. out in Metropolis the day Batman or Superman fought all the bad guys. Sure, and he almost got killed. Yeah. And now he angry. All He's right. like, you oh, fuck. You fucked up my house. I had in Metropolis. Kill <laughs> you, Superman. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna dress in a metal bucket hat. I'm gonna punch the shit Did out of you. See that Ben Affleck is gonna write and direct his own Batman movie after this. Yeah, it's called I'm Batman. No parents. Isn't that gonna be another movie though? I hope they get yeah, it. They should be a double too. feature. 
You're making a bajillion Lego but movie movies. I forgot movies. that all fucking Raising Arizona's in this new movie, The Batman okay, vs. Superman. Okay, who from Raising Arizona? The lady. Okay, the lady. What's her oh, face? Oh, what's her butt? Uh, yeah. Uh, stretchy, sexy mom. <laughs> Man, people love her ass on the internet. You go on to hentai forums on the internet, people love Elastigirl. And those hips. Something about She's those greedy nice hips. hips. People just want to see that. She's got hips like a normal woman. There's something baked into most men where if you if you have hips that Bill, just suggest that you were made to be fucked, Bill, everyone wants to fuck you. Have you talked to many lesbians about hips? No, why? What's hips with Les- lesbians? Lesbians like hips too. There's really? something about... Okay, the swell of a woman's hips are on a lady what that it is a fertility thing it is because like this is pointing at the thing that makes babies the hips are like this is where i make babies what is kind of a breeding it is kind of fertility like yeah breeding no i'm not saying i disagree or not allow me to explain you that every single part of the human anatomy is really attractive (laughs) i know but i didn't understand how hips could be such a thing until i saw a very i'm a very holistic um uh, objectifier so she does not get uh she does not stretch in the trailer so you're like you're very confused. She yells at a bunch of people. <laughs> That's my end of the discussion Holly of the Hunter? Ma- Holly Hunter. I like Holly Hunter a lot. Yeah, she has a conversation Man, all with all these people in these terrible superhero movies. Oh, Lex Luthor? Yeah. Is in the trailer. He who, got who's hair? played by Lex? Who it's plays Facebook. Lex Luthor? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's and it is Facebook because he's like French teen guy. He's essentially Facebook except now he got moppy hair, not bald. So I'm assuming he gets his hair blown off during the sure. fight with Superman at some point. Sure. I don't know. It's Fuck fucking these dumb. movies. Yeah, and now we can talk about the stuff we actually care about again. Uh, yeah, the uh, they released it, the uh, Comic-Con, the extended Steven Universe intro, the full version. Which I had to link to you last night, just okay. in case. So at least we could talk about this for 10 well, seconds. Well, all I heard was that oh, there were all these spoilers being leaked online for Steven Universe, so I haven't dared well, look. Well, the, so the Steven Bomb starts tomorrow, right. which is five new episodes uh, in a row this week, and uh, the Steven Universe crew came out and said, it's just, beware Sardonyx. Sardonyx yeah. is coming. And so we know that it seems like some kind of character named Sardonyx is showing up. So, but I guess, like, pictures of Sardonyx well, have leaked and when stuff you, like that. When so. you look at this this extended intro, there's a part where you see the enemy. That's the part where everyone you shits see, their lid. Which is really cute. It's cute to see basically an audience full of adults lose their shit over a character adults. in darkness with profile with a glowing eye. And literally, like, three frames of animation yeah. so, so yeah so the trailer sh- is butts no go ahead yeah no go ahead no, you got it. no i was gonna put, put, yeah, put, the put that yeah, shot in the context the picture, yeah. so it, it really is uh it's it's really uh it's almost like a prelude to the opening intro of steven yeah. universe because it's uh, it shows like babies if you don't care about steven universe you might as well this is the end of the podcast we're yeah. gonna shut off and listen next week steven universe uh this video is uh showing how um, uh, yeah, the moment when when Greg hands Stephen yeah, essentially over to hands it. baby Stephen over to the Crystal Gems. You still don't know why, because you think if it's his son, maybe he realizes the Crystal Gems can take better care yeah. of him. Yeah, because it seems like Stephen. Yeah, it seems like Greg wouldn't be the kind of guy to just give up his son. Well, he's still in there. He's he visits there. all the time. It's not like he's like giving like giving up. Sometimes his son. being a good parent means accepting. Uh, but that you the weird thing is, uh, Stephen job. is forced to go live in the country with Crystal Gems, and he finds this ghost house on the other side of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Kuna Matata, Circle of Life, <laughs> when Garnet was there, uh, yeah. when Hottie was there, I guess, <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. Uh, no, no, so, so he had Stephen uh, essentially, like, writing his first song in this u- little baby ukulele yeah, that Greg gives him. And it, it turns out to the... be the theme song of the thing, yeah. of, of the whole show. 
And but uh, there's a little montage in the middle of the break of the song that they sh- you know, they show a bunch of flashbacks from previously aired Steven Universe mm-hmm. episodes. But that right at the very end, right before they actually cut into what we know now as the intro of mm-hmm. the Steven Universe, yeah, you get to see all the the three known villains that we know of, mm-hmm. like standing in silhouette in front of the main characters, and suddenly they go dark, and you realize that there's a fourth one we've never seen yeah, before, bigger the than silhouette, the other ones. bigger than the other one, uh, with her back turns towards us, yeah, and suddenly you just see her head start to turn, and you just see one <laughs> eye kind of like creepy as fuck creepy as fuck and then smash cuts and then this actually the yeah shit at this and shit. then the well, actual intro starts it's very clear that the, the characters you've seen are not the big bad they're agents of the big bad exactly. well Stephen you uh Stephen wolfhart on twitter suggested that's yellow diamond which is supposedly oh. the big bad or at yeah. least a like a bigger bad from yeah. homeworld yeah. yeah that's what he i don't know if he's more than the no or not but and that so everyone like some people are wondering if this is sardonyx like the would be the bad guy mm-hmm. the new bad guy they introduced i'm thinking sardonyx whoever suit of sardonyx on crystal uh, steven universe has to be almost has to be a good guy at this point because the good guys already almost came they came within a fucking vaginal hair lip <laughs> of just getting their vaginal hair lip <laughs> yeah they have this sometimes you if you write down the slide stop, the wrong stop, way stop continue <laughs> it's like if you're rolling stop, out stop 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 and it wrinkles stop okay continue <laughs> Jasper. I know, yeah. Unless, unless fucking uh, Lazus Lapis Lapisy, mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. Blue Girl. Unless she defects, <laughs> yeah, which seems like that might. Be yeah, something. she's she's not evil. But like, how are they? Oh, oh, Sardonyx almost has to be at least a good guy or an ally, or maybe it's going to be a brand of soda that gives know, everyone dude, superpowers. The whole point of the, the Crystal Jumps is that they're alone. I know. The world. So if you come up with a new character, like, you better get a version. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it will start. Maybe that's a new fusion they have. That was that was my first thought. I'm like, is there Sardonyx. a combination that we haven't seen yet in terms of the Crystal Jumps? Fusion? Uh, have we seen Garnet and Amethyst? Yeah, because they're because Pearl, if she's not involved, they kind of go crazy. And Pearl oh, that's has to right. Them back in, and have we, we saw to... all three of them. Yeah, we saw Amethyst and Pearl. Have we just seen Pearl and Garnet with Amethyst out of the loop? Who's the hottest <laughs> fusion? <laughs> this is our next ranking. People write uh, in. Uh, the hottest, hottest fusion is just there is no hottest fusion because it's Jasper. Hottest fusion. Jasper is the hottest. Jasper's the hottest. Assuming she's a fusion? Well, if we're just no, talking no, no, about Crystal not. Gems, I just, you see, think I, Jasper's the hottest? I, I have a huge crush on Jasper. I, of course I do. I actually, I have to admit that Lapis Lazuli, I think she's actually pretty hot. How you doing? <laughs> uh, Ashley Stevani. Stevani is the hottest. I want to fuck those children. I love that that's a canon thing in the universe. Everyone has a crush Stevani, on Stevani. yeah. Everyone's just like, yeah. Uh, well, there's the thing that, like, I think when, um, Girl. what fucking, what's his name? Uh, the, the fucking donut guy gets, has a crush on Stevani. When she shows up mm. and she's all like, hey, how you doing? I got my, I got my sexy anime hips that we were just talking about. Bill and Annie were just talking about how we're so fuckable. Um, yeah. yeah so. Boy, this took a weird turn. Because <laughs> I remember that Par- Garnet and Pearl dance, but do they? They must fuse during that dance. But just by themselves. Well, there's the episode where do they fuse and then fight? Because Amethyst turns into the purple puma. Don't they fuse together and fight the pearl? Like purple puma. That sounds about is right. Is that a thing? I'm trying I to remember. remember now. It's weird because like people have to fly into Pearl's non-existent oh, vagina yeah, to fuse with her. I forgot that that was that was what Foley. That's gonna be my our couple's outfit this year purple for Puma? Halloween. Is that I'm gonna be Purple Puma oh, that and would then be, Foley's gonna Tiger be millionaire. Tiger Millionaire. That's they gonna be so, so well. good. I'm, really I'm just gonna shave my head and be fucking Greg Universe. That's good. That that show provides so many opportunities for cosplay for yeah, people of all genders and body types. Have, and... A, uh, have a hot, awesome character cosplay. Big girls what if Sardonyx is Jan- Janelle Monae? 
They did announce who's voicing her. Really? Uh, and I oh, so it is a known character. So it's a character, not just yeah. like... Yeah. So uh, it could have been a ship Ian or a Jake planet or came out and said, oh, uh, introducing Sardonic's voice by, and linked to the actress's Twitter, and I can't remember. Uh, there was something, I don't know if it was a joke or if it was actually something, that, there was a countdown on Cartoon Network. This had to have been a joke. Oh, I saw that. Where it was like, Rebecca Sugar's here to break your heart, like 71 yeah, hours until your heart breaks. Yeah, Rebecca don't hurt him. <laughs> so. really good. But yeah, so on a final note, the week in review this coming week is the Steven Bomb. Man, it's a good week to be an animation nerd because Monday is the first day of the Steven Bomb and Gravity Falls is going to be back. Fire up your iTunes accounts. shit. Tumblr is going to lose Tonight, I'm going to have to throw it because I've never actually paid for any Steven Universe stuff. Yeah. Because I just, well, now that I just watch it on Sling, technically they get a couple bucks. I'm not going to get people to watch it until there are two episodes out because they do the thing where they only release it when there are two episodes. Take the week off because at 3 p.m. it airs on my my Xbox every day. No. No. Yeah. Bill, at 3 p.m., Periscope it to you? I was going to say, yeah, point a camera at your TV and stream it to me, and I'll listen to it Yeah, work. just take all, you know, it's only a 15-minute lunch break. Tell <laughs> them right. 3 p.m. every day, this afternoon, yeah. this week, just tell, Actually, I got to I gotta take a big meaty <laughs> shit. I had a big taco. That's like three hours after it's lunch. It's like Bob's 4 p.m., 4 o'clock meeting. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, oh boy. Okay. And with that, friends, this was the Boy Howdy Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening to our bullshit. We'll be back, uh, like I said, Bill and uh, cohorts. Who's going to be doing the Star Wars podcast? Uh, right now. Assuming no one drops out, it's... Uh, oh, my God. I hadn't had anything for lunch today. Me either. Um, I do have pizza upstairs. Um, it's going to be me, Jimmy Conley, uh, Mike Russell, Bobby Roberts, and Leland. Oh, excellent. That's a really good crew. Just talking about... Well, yeah, uh, mostly just the stuff that got it. Mostly, it's really going to be about that trailer they unveiled. Yeah. Along with a couple other things like... Han Solo's got a wife now and all the canonical weird yeah. shit that's going Have on. Have you seen Stuart Eminem's pages from his run on the Star Wars comics? No. That looks good as shit. Oh, did he take over like the mainline Star Wars comic? I think so, yeah. What's Oh, because you He's love his good stuff. good as shit. Who's, who draws the lady who got stabbed in Dragon Age? I saw that oh, artwork Oh, the Dragon Age Mar- Mage Killer? Yeah. Fuck, that looks good. That, whoever that did cover, the artwork? They're not doing the interiors, though. Well, that's cover artists for yeah, comic Yeah, but the cover art for St- Dragon Age that Mage Killer That was one of my favorite pieces of artwork I've seen awesome. on the internet. I'm what really is excited what, about so that. So you explain, what's the project? So this Mage is the worst Killer, intro out. Yeah, yeah no, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, they announced a new Dragon Age comic, and what's really exciting about this is that this is um, not written by one of the Dragon Age crew, because Mass. The, it's been pretty clear that Bioware is very protective of their comics properties, because every single Mass Effect and Dragon Age comic has been written by one of the writers yeah. from those that's, games. because you were disappointed with the Bioware, um, well, with I mean, the Mass the Effect comic. The thing is, there's, there's always this thing where, like, I'm a writer, therefore I can write comics, and that doesn't necessarily yeah, mean yeah. you have to... That, that nothing annoys me more than a writer saying i'm gonna write a comic it'll be great because it's like, like that's not what it's comics a are. different it's a totally different medium exactly so anyway um this is gonna be written by greg rucka and greg rucka has done some really great crime comics greg rucka is also writing one of the big he's writing the big star wars like what happened between empire what happened between return of jedi new star wars book. oh yeah like the prose book anyway yeah, yeah he's got his fill of stuff greg rucka, I like so he's, doing, stuff. he's doing dragon age and star wars at the same time yeah oh, well wow. he's been trying to get on dragon age for a while oh is they, he a they, fan yeah he's a huge that's that's, that's that's what's the best part he is a huge dragon age fan to the point where his his icon on twitter for a long time was Varric. Like, he wanted to do a Varric book, which would have been great, because he well, does he's crime comics. Because he wrote, like, the perfect dark novelization back in the day. He's, sure. he's, he's been part of the comics, well, he, he wrote, video game he wrote stuff. The, um, he wrote Whiteout with Steve Lieber. He's yeah. actually, I think he's a Portland-based writer. Well, he wrote Stumptown. He's, he does Stumptown, which is one of my favorite comics with the, the serious, worst art not the... I've ever seen in really, my life. Really it's good. got the worst art. Is that still going? Yes, it is. They just started a new 
I can. I was starting to friend. The best part about this podcast is no one actually listens to it, so yeah. I can say all the terrible. Which really things is I talking in a car with your friends. Exactly. Right? Yeah. This is shouting, digging a hole, and shouting into it. Stumptown is not that you guys are holes. A few people listen. No, to no. Bless you, bless you. Bless you. You guys are at the bottom of this hole. <laughs> this is this is this. You guys have signed the this friend is my DA. Secret. So yeah, just Stumptown is the worst art in the world. It's because yeah. a noir crime story, you have to have a really good faces and expression and sense of fit place. Yeah. The artist cannot draw faces and very clearly doesn't care about it, and very clearly is in a rush. It's bad. It's not, not good. Creepy. Anyway, I should be nice because I think they're Portland based, and I'm probably breaking their. Oh, well, I know anyway. exactly. They probably go to the space room for lunch. Exactly. They're probably right there right they're now. Walking, they're walking. They're biking yeah. by the house right now. But anyway, no. Greg Rucka did uh, um, Queen and Country. Uh, so I've always good heard things. Yeah, I don't, I've read a little I don't bit read comics it. anymore. So I don't know I know. any well, of this stuff. That's some old, old. All I know, Steve Lee really likes him. He worked with Rick. He's Rucka. written some good. By stuff. all accounts, Greg Ruck is a cool dude. He's also a comics writer, so yeah. I'm, I'm pumped about that. So I'm, I'm excited about a comics is this writer. A series writing. or a graphic novel? I think it's a short series because um, it'll hope, be released as a trade. Man, I hope they use that. I hope that same At person does the artwork. Is hot as shit. It's a lady getting stabbed in the gut. Yeah, it's like a. It looks. She looks like a Templar. It's like the like killing that. joke, but with the with the bad it's parts removed. It's apparently set during Inquisition, and it is a. I think it's a. Um, Tevinter mage, and it's it's just cool. It just sounds like a really cool premise for a little yeah. bit. Of red. I she got even... big hands. Some of the way that character, that whoever painted, it's like a painted cover. Oh, cover this lady, so she's like bleeding out, but it's kind of chunky. I don't know, just the art style. It's very nice. I've it's never so. Uh, I looked at that person's Tumblr. They've produced exactly like three pieces of artwork you can find online. Uh, but yeah, whoever did the painted that was very yeah, good. That fucking mage killer cover is hot as shit. So that is. Anyway, you just want that as a poster. Now you're gonna read the comic. Uh, the geek week interview. Uh, thank you, friends, for listening to the Boy Hattie Podcast. We're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. Uh, com is our website. Thank you always for listening. Uh, Bill will be back tomorrow. I'll be back next week. Very excited about Birdie. Yeah, tell us which, uh, which, uh, Disney princesses are the most fuckable <laughs> if they were real-life prostitutes. Uh, I see this thing. It's like, not just, it's like, what is like, considered the most blanketly, universally appealing Disney prince? The most, not to your own preferences, the publicly fuckable. It's gotta be Aladdin, though, right? Just in terms well, of just, know. like, if, if you had to elect a Disney sex president, See, that's is, that's that, a person you have to acknowledge probably This gay. is what's so interesting is I'm so Aladdin, used to the male gaze. I have never seen the cartoon. The, the Disney Aladdin animated cartoon. I've never seen the made... You've never seen Aladdin? No. You've never seen I Aladdin? Know, I know Jasmine turns into a snake because that's a fetish. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'm so used to dis- the male gaze being directed on I know Catgirl in the Batman animated version gets turned into a cat because that's a fetish. <laughs> And and the similar thing, I know that Aladdin's dad, who shows up in the second or third direct uh-huh. to DVD, direct to VHS uh-huh. Aladdin home movie, is fuckable. <laughs> See, this is people have like a lot of people have expelled uh, fluids over Aladdin, over its different just incarnations. <laughs> For different, it's because it's oh, essentially boy. older Aladdin. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, you've seen the Mummy Here, movies. I'm gonna look up Aladdin's dad. Yeah. Aladdin's dad. Uh, you know, I have the, seen the Mummy movies. The Mummy movies, the one with yeah. Ren Fraser, the, the yeah. fuckable Arabic guy that oh, everyone's yeah. love. It's essentially that, except older. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Aladdin's dad is. Fucking That's cool. what I'm saying. Exactly. He actually looks like Jeremy Irons in. Uh, um, oh, he looks like he looks like Phoebus a little bit from. Uh, a little bit. Hunchback. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's one of the few Disney guys with like a little bit. He's got a little bit of the snark. He's got a little goatee. He looks. You know, Jeremy Irons plays plays Alfred in the Batman Superman. Oh my god, kill me. We gotta end this. All right, friends. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all next week. Bill, will talk to y'all very soon. Okay, I'll see you guys in a galaxy far, far away. Sometimes I feel lost, sometimes I'm confused, sometimes
Would you remember?